Louder! And it's time for the Gore and More Podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking in and head in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear, we'll never part. Going on a ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. What's up, Gorehounds, and welcome to the Gun Show. Nope, yeah. that's wrong. Welcome to the Gore More Podcast. I am your not so mean bluff master supreme, Big Johnny D, bringing this shit show in. However, I don't bring this shit show in alone. For with me, as always, are my no. You know what? It doesn't feel right. Let's see what we're gonna do. My bodacious beefcake brethren. Oh. Yeah. Uh, started off with the Dark Lord, that Chad Daddy, Mr. Chad Christman. What's up, bitches? That Meat Mountain, that Killing Machine, <laughs> Mr. Bobby Amone. Get the palm. Fuck off. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the coming. You calmly you pump more. Got the pump and pump until you release. That's right. If nobody's ever seen And I'm that, not talking about the gym. You owe yourself. And the Duke of the Dead, the host with the ghost, Lord Scubacabra. The Dean of the Deceased. I believe I got that. Maybe? Yeah. Yes. You got Maybe it. Should write yeah. these, you should write these down. No. I want to see. Wasn't there another that. one that was last <laughs> week or something? That was the Dean of the Deceased. Mr. Steve Vasquez. I don't have guns to show off. I just got a little pistol. So, pew, pew. bang, bang. I'm not, I bet Mel would disagree. Yeah. But, we'll see. But you know, my she girl. Was, he's got a cannon. Yeah, that's right. All right. Today is, well, today is May 29th. 2023 that's right it is memorial day happy memorial day so and we have well a very interesting episode today mm-hmm. which i'm sure we're going to discuss quite in depth because well there's just a lot of shit to talk about and that movie is going to be 1982's the entity but first and foremost we're going to talk about what the fuck we did in this past weekend which mm-hmm. is probably if i was a batman close to about the same fucking thing even though none of us are near each other <laughs> <laughs> But Mr. Vasquez, if you could please. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for your Salas of Life! Yeah. Damn, thank oh, you, that Steve. Pitch, that, pitch was, that pitch was deep in my scrotum. Fucking A. Wow. All the way to base. Chad Daddy. You. you been, homie? Not bad, not bad. And been enjoying this past week of beautiful weather here. Not, I don't think it rained a single drop, so that's going to be bad in the long term. But for the short term, you know, it's nice and sunny and warm out. Let's see what else. What did I do? I, did I mention? I don't remember. I did get my lawnmower fixed and got my yard mode. That was fun. I had to tear the whole goddamn carburetor apart and do a deep clean. So now I know how to do that if I have to do it again. Did I? Did I watch Jets, baby? I didn't watch any movies, but I was tooling around last night with the TV in the bedroom. Now, we, ever since I bought that, it's had this problem with uh, like motion blur, you know, image ghosting, like uh, especially in the dark scenes where like you, you see it and there's like a trail of a shadow going with it. Mm. I finally figured out what the hell's going on last night after having this for years. I was sitting there tooling around with the settings and it turns out that the uh, noise reduction, the image noise reduction was set too high. So I turned it off completely and now it's a gorgeous crystal clear picture. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So, got that done. What else did I do? You know, just been playing this game called Stranded Deep, which I'm about ready to finally beat. Hmm. Which one is it? What is it? Stranded Deep. You're, you're, it starts out at the beginning. You're on a plane, and it crashes. 
and you just basically oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. The, yep. Okay. That is a fucking hard game. It looks scary. Not really. Not as much. Not as bad as you think. No. No. Not the ocean stuff. I thought the ocean stuff would give you a lot more like fighting for shit, but maybe not. Not really. Not as much as not as much as I was expecting. But it's still cool because it's just surviving at the beginning is really hard until you finally get a pattern down. You know, you finally figured out where all the good islands are, what you need to make to survive, and like you set up camps on each island. But uh, the main bosses, the first boss, which I actually beat the second, the I went, you know, medium boss, then easy boss, and I still got to beat the hard boss. So the the easy boss is a megalodon. Oh, okay. It's okay. it's it's like the size of a normal great white shark. I don't know why the hell they called it a megalodon. The second one is a giant moray eel, and the third one is a giant squid. So I got to fight the squid. Then I get the last part. You find this plane on a abandoned aircraft carrier. You fix it. You take off. Oh, nice. So, I've been playing that. And let's see what else did I do. Uh, So, today, yesterday, didn't do anything. Friday, we, wait, Saturday, we had a cookout at the in laws, but not like a traditional cookout. Like they had my father in law, we got him for Christmas a Blackstone pizza oven. Fuck yeah. Oh, so we had uh, pizzas cooked on that. You know, some family stopped in. We had a good time. Then today, we went to my wife's grandmother's for a cookout. And had a nice little water balloon fight with the the kids. Nice. The kids, the kids, they 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 kind of shied away from it just because. And I don't know why they're like this now, but the water balloons today are harder than hell to get to break. Yeah, they are. Like they are. I don't know. It's because we were bitching so much as a kid because you couldn't ever fucking fill them up because you pop twenty of them before you fill ten. But they were so. But they broke so much better then. Now you have to practically smack somebody, give them a concussion to get these goddamn things to break. So the kids didn't want it. So we're screw it. The adults got in on it. I mean, not going to lie, know. dude. And maybe it's just because of the time I grew up in, but I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, you okay. got to whip. You're just knocking down the kid. Well, the other thing is, dude, you got to fill them up a lot, too. A lot of people don't fill them up near as much, so they won't burst. You got to get to that, like. The thing about oh, it is we get the, we get the ones where it fills like twenty five at a time. Oh, the straw style, yeah. yeah those but, are it nice, does, but it it does not fill them up enough to do that. It doesn't. No. But it saves a lot of time. Fuck yes, it does. All right. So we did that. You know, like I said, I haven't watched any new interesting movies lately. It's been kind of quiet. So, uh, Bobby, what's new with you, buddy? Uh, not much. I do this. I I this is my last weekend that I worked. Excuse me. Uh, my second job for the month, so now I'm back to a normal schedule. I got my weekends back. I'll be able to do things now. There you um, go. Yesterday was come home. I got off work. I cut the lawn, got a few things done. I sat outside, had myself a nice cigar. Me and my mother had breakfast for dinner. That was it. Yeah. And then t- today, got up, went to the gym. I got a few things done around the house. I was at a friend's house for a couple hours at a little barbecue. And all that fun stuff. And I got to watch this interesting, effective movie. I will say that to start as it, as it is. Um, but that was about it. Uh, last week was just a week that I wanted to get through. I'm, I'm happy I got through it. Cause fuck last week. But that's where I'm at now. And now I could start getting um, cosplays in order. This month I did not do any shoots because I just did not have the time. But uh, Hey, when you're working seven days a week, man, I come home from work. I'm over here like this. I hear you, bro. I do that five days a week. Bobby, what do you want to do? 
I want to play with the dots on the wall. There are no dots. Yeah, they are right there. It's somebody <laughs> hug this um, goddamn pillow and take I, a nap. That too. Um, I started doing a little research on getting uh, Jack Slater stuff together. Uh, so I got to start getting like try and figure out where I can find boots and shit. Like uh, it's it's going to be expensive because they're snakeskin boots and can't exactly get those cheap. Even a cheap pair is not cheap. So that's going to be my. Can you get fake ones that look close enough to the real thing? Yeah, but I still got to get the right size for my foot. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not going to. That's the expensive part. That's where it's like. <laughs> Yo, I'm brain farting here. Jack Slater. Is that is that last action hero? Last yeah, action yeah, last hero. Action yeah, hero. That's her. Well, so I wasn't sure, but it, I, I was like, I haven't heard that name in a minute, dude. I want to have it for August Mania. That's I want to have it for then. Like, I could get the shirt and the pants in 10 seconds and a little plastic airsoft Desert Eagle that looks real enough. The jacket and the boots are where I got to be like, okay, do I have to go to a boot maker and be like, hi, this foot is huge. Well, let's see here. I need help. Jack Slater boots. Yeah, they're, they're snakeskin cowboy boots. So I got to start getting that together. I want to get a few other things going. So now that I got my time, that's what I'm going to do. Bro, they sell these right around at the Western store from my house, man. But I, <laughs> but do, now, now I need to know, do they have my size? That's the question. Uh, that's the, I don't know. Exactly. But so that's what I'm going to be up to now. But that's about enough about me. How about you, Steve? Well, let's see. What did I do this weekend? I hung out with my mom. My mom came down this weekend and just had a little bit of family time. Um, Mel had to work, so we uh, hung out with Charlie. And it, it was good seeing my mom. She, you know, she lives seven hours away, so she decided to uh, come down. What's up to my uh, all-content entertainment buddies there in the chat? Jeremy and Mondo. What's going on, fellas? What's up, boy? Um, but speaking of all-content entertainment, I know you got. I told you guys I was joining this, you know, semi-wrestling organization that does wrestling skits. That's right. Well, I was just crowned the all-content heavyweight champion. Ooh. So this is my belt right here. A YouTube nice, dude. Nice. YouTube, Facebook. It's got all the social medias on there. So I just want to take this little time right here to address I love it. this punk-ass bitch named CJ Quintanilla, a.k.a. CJ Renegade, who used to be the former champion, but he dropped his belt because his bitch of a girlfriend quit our organization, right? So she quit, so he tucked his tail and fucking ran, and now he's running his mouth all over social media talking about how he's undisputed and blah, blah, blah. Motherfuckers never defended his fucking little piece of shit, paper-thin title that he has. So, CJ, this is me calling your bitch ass out. When you see this, because I know you will see this, stop running your mouth on social media and fucking bring it on. Me and you, one-on-one, title for title. You fucking little pathetic-ass paper champ bitch. Johnny... What do you got? Man, I'm sad that I'm not there with you with a microphone <laughs> so I can just keep asking you questions. That was, yeah, like, right? I would, that was not a promo. That was legit. I would, I'm calling that bitch that out. I would, love to be, I would love to be a promoter. <laughs> right? Yeah. Back to you, Jerry. All right. Uh, what the fuck did I do? Would somebody stop the damn match? Sorry. He's been broken in half. No, let's see. I threw a nice little barbecue on Saturday for uh, some family and some friends. Um, opened the pool a couple weeks ago, so obviously, you know, it's always the first, like, big pool party of the year. 
way too much food as of always, which is, you know, not a priority. What's up, sirs? Brody, Rich, and everybody else. Um, I smoked some fucking uh, stuffed shotgun cells for the first time, dude. And I thought they came out pretty well. I'm going to try a few different recipes, but if you don't know what they are, it's just pretty much you just take any kind of meat. So I had venison sausage. You shove it. You mix it together with a bunch of cheese. You can also do cream cheese as well, but I just did pepper jack and Monterey. And uh, you shove that bitch in a fucking manicotti shell and then wrap her in bacon. Slather her in sauce and smoke her for about two hours. And yeah, they're pretty fucking good, dude. (laughs) Pretty fucking good. Do you guys on your side of the country, do y'all do jalapeno poppers? Yeah. Yeah, so I also just found out about these things that are pretty much jalapeno poppers on steroids, and they're called, hold on, armadillo eggs. Armadillo eggs, yeah, buddy. You know, all right, yeah, so they're literally yeah, a jalapeno popper from Texas. Come on. Yeah, wrapped in sausage and then wrapped in bacon Yeah. because, and then it just, it literally looks like a meat wad. Like, that's literally <laughs> all it fucking is. I'm, I might make those next. Um, Do it. I kind of want to make a taco shotgun shell, though, like a taco style. I think it would be really good. This one was good, um, but it was also the first time, so, like, I learned some things. I didn't prep it as long as I needed to in the fridge to let the, all the noodles get as soft as they needed to, but still mighty tasty, way too much fucking food, uh, and desserts out the ass. Everybody had a good fucking time. And then Sunday, didn't do shit, dude, just lazy day, chilled in the pool. I tried, like... Because the pool's open and I'm trying to like, you know, you want to fucking use it, dude. You're paying for it, right? So you man up, even though it's only 72 fucking degrees. So I'm just sitting in there and I'm like, yeah, you know, this is, I could deal with this. 30 minutes later, I'm like, my arms are fucking numb, dude. <laughs> I'm getting out. Um, and then today we went to the Memorial Day Parade down in Auburn, which is always a good time. Kids fucking got a bunch of candy. And then we have this... uh event that just came back called the duck derby we were gonna go down to it but dude it was so fucking busy i was like yeah i'm not fighting all those people so no but glad to see it back. all it is is literally you you can bet on a duck and they release thousands of rubber ducks down the uh fucking center outlet downtown and it's a race and whoever wins like the first couple like 10 spots wins like a fuck ton of money and shit like that nice it's a it's a cool event that's gone down for like 50 fucking years in this little city so but that's about it man and then uh oh i did re-beat mk11 this morning and i forgot how fucking fantastic that goddamn ending was and i can't wait to be aftermath again um yeah dude it was uh and then my daughter came down right at the end and she's like what's going on which i was like usually i'd be like "Ah," but this was like oh well let me tell you a little fucking this (laughs) it's cool though I always like those like father daughter uh, nerd dedication moments, dude. Oh yeah, it's, it's like great. my wife will straight up call us out, dude. When her, my daughter and I will get into a full Dragon Ball conversation, dude, and we're just like nonstop. Yeah. And my my wife's just like, I love how you guys are arguing on like what is going on in the series, and I'm like, well, I was like because, and the sad part is she's watched Super way more than I have because she's watched it on repeat like eight fucking times as a kid. <laughs> I don't have that kind of time. Right. So like she actually does know some shit where I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that did happen. I'm like, fuck. 
<laughs> I saw this. Uh, I saw this really cool fucking animation, and I guess they just took the cartoon and swapped Vegeta out for Goku in the scene where uh, Goku was powering up before he fought fucking Majin Buu and was going through the different stages of Super Saiyan. Okay, it was so much fucking cooler with Vegeta. I mean, it was cool with Goku, but watching it with Vegeta, and it was it just made it more believable because that's how cocky Vegeta would be. As opposed to Goku being that cocky just to stall time, you know, because that's essentially what Goku was fucking doing. Yo, man, Vegeta made Super Saiyan fire again in the Broly movie. Yeah, that, yeah, that scene did. was just like, oh fuck yeah, dude! I don't care yeah. how many times I've seen Super Saiyan one go, like that was just like a mm, fuck yeah scene. <laughs> the best scene in that was have fun, Frieza. Yeah, right. Yo, <laughs> actually, as a Vegeta fan, have you seen that one fan film? Um, where it's like a crazy art style, but like Vegeta comes to like OG Dragon Ball tournament because Broly shows up. Oh, bro, I will show you that after the show. Oh, you yeah, you got to show me that. You shit. need a new under pair of underwear after that. It's fantastic. I'll watch it with you, dude. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. So, on that, yeah, lots of lots of fucking eating meat and shoving that all in my mouth this weekend. It was a good fucking time. But now I'm ready to talk about this fucking movie and how it made me feel very uncomfortable. And that is <laughs> 1982's The Entity. Uh, Steve, this is your fucking pick. You take it away, homie. All right. Released September 30th, 1982. I was only a couple months old when this movie came out. As if struggling to make ends meet and trying to get her life back on track wasn't enough, Carla Moran, a hardworking single mother of three, finds herself with the back to the wall when faced with an inexplicable supernatural incident. Now, Carla is having a hard time telling the difference between fact and fantasy unable to find logical explanations. For instance, how on earth has the unseen assailant managed to break into her secured, locked-up home? Nevertheless, the painful bruises in hard-to-reach parts of Carla's body don't lie. And, as all attempts with psychotherapy failed, and the late-night paranormal attacks become increasingly violent, desperate Carla has no other choice but to turn to a team of parapsychologists who offer, at least, hope for a resolution. However, is there an escape from abstract evil? Above all, can Carla beat the entity? Nice. Directed by Sidney J. Fury, Iron Eagle, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. <laughs> Written by Frank Quest for Peace. Oh, shit. <laughs> the, the stately ghost of England, Killer in the Mirror. Produced by Harold Schneider, War Games, Someone to Watch Over Me. Bobby, let's get that cast. Starring Barbara Hershey, Beaches, Insidious, as... Carla Moran, Ron Silver, Time Cop, Blue Steel as Dr. Phil Snyderman, David Labo, Labiosa, there we go, got it, uh, Bulletproof, Mega Piranha, Mega Piranha, there's a Mega Piranha? There's a Mega Piranha. That's, that's what I mean. There's that is, oh that is one of those sci-fi asylum films, it's I think. Gotta be, that, 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 I had to stop when I read that. I'm like, Mega Piranha? I'd watch it. I would, too. As uh, Billy Moran, George Coe, The Mighty Ducks, Transformers, Dark of the Moon as Dr. Weber, Margaret Bly, The Italian Job, Ginger Deadman as Cindy Nash, <laughs> Jacqueline, Jacqueline Brooks, uh, Ghost Story, Naked Gun, Two and a Half, The Smell of Fear as Dr. <laughs> Elizabeth Cooley, uh, Michael Aldridge, Scarface, Iron Eagle as George Nash, Alex Rocco, The Godfather, Return to Horror High as Jerry Anderson. Alan Rich, 
Disclosure, Highlander 2, The Quickening, as Dr. Walcott, and Richard Brestoff, the man with two brains, returned to Horror High as Gene Craft, and there is no body count for this film, as there are no deaths, Chad. Yeah. Chad, Daddy, you were right. Before you go, you were right. It is an asylum film. Okay, that's what I figured. Is it? (laughs) I want Mega Piranha versus Mecha Piranha. Oh. Gene, you're not off. You're not off, Gene. You're not 100% right, but you're not 100% right. Yeah, Yeah, right. I don't know about Terry. I I wouldn't. Yeah, we'll get there. But. Uh, Go on. So, we got music by Charles Bernstein, Cujo, A Nightmare on Elm Street, cinematography by Stephen H. Burham, The Untouchables, and Mystery Men, one of the best superhero movies. Oh, man, I haven't watched that in fucking 20 years. Such a funny movie. Edited by Frank J. Uriosti, Robocop, Die Hard. Special effects and makeup by the man, Mr. Stan Winston himself. Them titties. (laughs) Distributed. Distributed by 20th Century Fox, so wouldn't that technically make this a Disney film now? As of right oh, now, it is yes. a Disney movie. Runtime of 125 very long minutes needed to be a little bit shorter. Rated R, rated R, obviously. Budget of 9 million and only grossed 13.3 mil. Hey, they made their budget, though. That's all that matters. Yeah, they made their budget with what? Well, and especially back then, though. Yeah, they I mean, there's a, lot of sh- there's a lot of movies coming out in the 80s, dude, like they made their budget back wow. with an extra four mil. Dude, this had to go up against E.T. and Poltergeist. That's why it didn't do so well. So, okay, so, A, this, that's a hard running when you got this and Poltergeist. And Poltergeist is, A, way better. more family friendly and better. But, obviously, a lot bigger audience could go see that versus this. So, you know, that's always going to be the tank of Well, horror. this is, no, this is probably the movie where some kids somehow was like, the entity, I wonder what it's about. Went in there with a parent, and the parent definitely went, "Oh no, I don't, I don't know that very many parents would have done that back in '82, taking their kid to an R film." I, I guess they probably would have. I don't, don't. I wouldn't say they wouldn't. I wouldn't say they wouldn't, but it's not as like it is today. Well, yeah, but then again, you also don't have to today. But that's the, you know. But anyway, let's right. get into this. All right. So first thing I want to do is I want to start right in the beginning because, dude, we do not get we do not get any kind of like really opening at all. Mm. This shit starts with the fucking credits and you best be paying attention to what the fuck is going on because that's her whole backstory is going on in this credits yep. with no dialogue. So she works. She goes to school. She's a, she goes home. Yeah. And she goes to school to be a typist to try to get herself to be a better job. Um. Yeah, it's it's very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I will have to say right off the gate for me is I don't know, especially when we're looking with the cinematography and edited, you got people who have done some fantastic things. Granted, this is a lot probably earlier in their career, but why the fuck does it feel like it's a close up the whole goddamn movie? Some scenes are fine with it and it looks good. It's almost kind of like that Evil Dead zoom in a little bit. But then other times, it's just like, dude, it's too much. You just need to back it up just mm-hmm. like a little bit, man. I, I don't need to see up the people's noses. I think that's actually, for the kind of movie this is, I think that's the only way you could really go about it because there's such a concentration no, on I this woman. 
it makes it feel too much like TV shot, dude. Like that feels like this should have not been in theaters. This and you know, like I didn't made for TV movie. I didn't even really notice that. I, oh, I mean, I, I watched it. I and it, notice, just, it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. I guess. Yeah. yeah, I, is what yeah. I'm Dutch tilt shots. There were some great yeah. ones, dude, for for sure. Yeah. But then I just felt like it was way too overused in it, dude. Like I don't know. Yeah. There yeah, was a great scene though. Like, I don't know if you guys remember, but it was like a shot overhead. I think it was like right after the first time she was attacked and she was going into her bedroom and it was all shadowy and it was just all complete light from behind her. So you could see her shadow. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was fantastic, dude. Like I wanted a little bit more of that. I like personally the one shot where she brings the uh, psychiatrist into the house to show him around and they're talking in the bedroom and off to the one pan side. down the room. Like not, not, not the, it's, it's just a scene of him talking, but like he's in the main foreground right here, just a little off to the left and behind him is a camera. And then you see the back of his head and then you see her talking to him. So you get yes. two boost. Oh those are, yeah. That, that was, was a, really, yeah, that was a really was cool angle. Fantastic stuff like that, especially another great shot when she's looking for her keys. Her keys. He's in the foreground and she, Dude, there was, and it's like they're right there. Turn around, no. the keys are right there. That's ADHD, right? Fucking there, dude. Like, where did I just put my keys? Because you just had them two minutes ago, dude. Oh god. Yeah. So, but like I said, man, then there's just other scenes where it's like when she's talking to her daughter at night in the bed and stuff. There's just really crazy close-ups of their faces for no fucking reason, dude. You know what I mean? It's just like. Yeah. Was it edited like this? Was this just a weird like I don't I don't know. It it felt very small scale, like I said. It did feel made for TV. It it did feel made for TV. Um and I, I kinda wish that it would have came out as, you know, maybe a, a two part mini series to break it they up. It would have never been able to do what two hours did, though in this for a True yeah. that, true that. You know, it would be it a lot of implied and, rapes as opposed to actually yeah. showing it. That's that's they would have right. to that way but but you know for it being two hours long or whatever it was that was i i I didn't remember it being that long if it was Um, long but then again i hadn't seen it in fucking forever same yeah see i actually i just remember watching it as a kid and just being really creeped out that this was something that really we had never really seen in movies before up until that point where somebody was getting raped by Sorry, our word. I don't know if we can say that oh, word. Say it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, here's the thing, dude. That's exactly what happens, though. So how are you going to... Yeah. You got to talk about it. She's she's getting raped by this ghost or, or demonic entity, whatever it is, because it really don't really... Bro, I'm saying dude, ever I'm say saying, what it is. And, I, and that's what I was going with. And, and I always thought it was a demon also, especially because it's demons on can, her dude it went with her everywhere yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. demon bro and the the, the yeah. smell the stench that usually follows yeah, demonic yes, yes yep exactly and and i do like you know that they were able to capture kind of his silhouette and when they did the lightning picture you know the picture of the lightning and then yeah, they, you, see, you know cool. it just looks like normal yeah. lightning and then they turn it and you're like oh shit he's right there like that's him standing mm-hmm. right there yeah and I, I think it was it's it's a good it's a good movie. There wasn't any not that it's a great movie, but it, it's one like I said. I watched it when I was younger, and it's always stuck with me. Rewatching it now as an adult, I did feel like it was kind of a little bit too long. But being a paranormal investigator, knowing that that this is based off of true things, that is why I adore this movie so much. You know where I would have shortened this movie up, dude? 
is not even in the third act because the third act needs to happen a little sooner because the paranormal investigators don't come in until like the last 40 minutes of the fucking movie if you yeah. less than that so it's like i feel like you maybe should take out a little bit some of the middle shit maybe even just yeah. have it discuss that she gets attacked but you don't have to show an attack you know what i mean just you can cut that yeah. whole thing out um, Brody Brody just brought up something that we actually discussed yes. in the pre-show, which is what led to yeah. Scuba Stave saying we need to start recording the pre-show because of discussions like this. Correct. Uh, yeah. So it, it never really says what it did for her to be possessed, but usually when entities have an attachment uh, or, or, or get attached to somebody, it's because they are in a weakened state of mind. They've had shitty lives, which she did. She had a very shitty life. She was abused. She's a single mom um, who works two jobs. A single mom. Uh, uh, she's had trauma in her life. Um, it, it's kind of hinted that her father touched her inappropriately. Mm -hmm. Being coming from a religious family is another thing. Oh, that's that, a huge thing, right? Can there, I just like side note, just on the the dad thing right there? When the scene, when the main doctor, when they were having their table discussion, the round table on that shit. Oh, yeah. And the head doctor just blew that shit off. He's like, oh, well, she just assumed that happened. It's like, no, dude, fuck you. She yeah. told you that happened. You need to listen to that shit, dude. But I mean, but that's how it happens a lot for a lot of these people I that know. actually do have these occurrences. They'll go and tell somebody about it or and they try to get help. And a lot of people don't believe in the paranormal. So they're like, ah, it's, it's made up in your head, you know, or you just had a nightmare. How many times did... We have, you know, we thought we saw something when we were kids and our parents just told us it was our imagination. Mm -hmm. But was it really? Was it really mm -hmm. our imagination or did we actually see something? See, that's that's the whole time. I'm like, as argumentative as the main uh, psychiatrist there was, I was just like, yo, bro, hang out at the house for fucking 24 hours. Yeah. So yeah. What really irritated me was her first psychologist, the 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 the, the main character, the one she, um, he seemed more open and, and receptive to what she was telling him was going on. And then they have that whole scene where it's like that whole review yeah. board was him, and they fucking changed his mind and turned him against her. Yes, they yeah. did. Yeah. Then yeah. he was he became kind of like an asshole at he that did. point. Yeah. Well, it, it, and it's because you got to remember too, it's his profession, you know. So while he is trying to help his patient, you're, you you kind of want to be logical about it because who wants to believe well, the paranormal? Who wants to say, oh, there's a ghost raping them? Because nobody wants to admit there's a higher power that they're uh, not in control of. Right, and that's yeah. their mindset, and that's all they want to believe in because they don't dare question if there's more out there because then that takes everything that they know and literally makes it shit. And yeah. that bothers me because we saw, obviously we saw the attack, and then the second attack is where it got worse to start. You see a bite yeah, mark... Bite marks in spots where <laughs> Joe Day. you can Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, you see bite marks in spots where you can't bite yourself. Yeah. Why does that not click off? I don't care what any psychologist is. Why does it not click off in your head like, hmm, I don't really think that's self-inflicted unless you are so flexible, which your your neck is not that well, flexible they'll, in they'll spots. Just They'll just say that they, you know, brought their kids into the delusion with them and their kids bit them or something. Well, remember what his, he already said what his reason was. He goes, some people think their delusions so much that bruises and things manifest. Yeah. That so he just thinks that she just like made it happen. It's like, see, okay. that's, that's, I, I, I don't care what any psychologist says. That is bullshit. 
Well, I mean, and then and then too, but as a professional, you have to look at it from the other side also. And and this is why I love what I do with the investigations. You have to look at it from both sides. So, yes, she comes in claiming, oh, this occurred. But could somebody have bit her? Could somebody have put those bruises on her while she was in a state of, you know, maybe asleep or, or, or maybe she took some pills and passed mm-hmm. out or something or somebody drugged her and did that to her without her knowing and she created these delusions in her head. Right. So that's where he's looking at it from, which I get 100%. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. You know, but we, of course, know watching what's going on, know that there's this fucking thing just fucking with her this entire time. Now, my question is, why did it just make itself known as opposed to it being attached to her all her life? Was it something that was in the house that got attached to her? Where did she pick up this attachment? And it never explains in the movie where it came from or why it attached itself to her. I think it came from, I think it was because, well, I'm going to go on my theory is I think it just took enough of the time or the abuse from this childhood. And now it's at a point where she is more weak because at one point she was married. Then she had another guy. She has this guy. But at one point, remember, she says it started after her boyfriend in the movie left to go on business so it started at a point where maybe she felt strong with him there now he's gone for an extended period now the week is there who's going to help her well your two daughters are too young to do much okay well that leaves him out you have a son but he's kind of doing his own thing although he'll help you so it's like so what's going to protect you she is strong but she's not the mind is not strong by any stretch of the imagination. Just look at her past. Well, Brody and how Brody also just what, said he thinks that he's wondering if it was her ex-husband. I think uh, was that who else brought that up too? Was uh, that that? That's what I thought. Yeah, I said that. Yeah. Well, we don't know if her father was dead. If her father was sexually assaulting her as a child, it could have been him. You know, or it's just some demonic entity. So, I I don't I don't know why. I mean, maybe the ex-husband, but why? Do you think? Okay, and I understand. I'm not even trying to think movie format, but I'm just thinking, like, dude, you, you're two, three weeks into this shit. Clearly, something paranormal is happening, right? But where you're going is not go. How come she never went to the church? Was it because of her father being a minister and what he did? Is probably yeah. it probably weighed her yeah. from religion? Okay, and that's that's probably another reason too that she was so weak is because. She didn't have her faith anymore. So yeah. that, that's another reason that, that made her weak. Um, something, fuck, I was going to say something I don't remember. Well, uh, something I want to touch on since we mentioned the father was a minister. I mean, this is probably so far-fetched. But at the same time, if it's going to be someone, even though the husband maybe was worse, if the father did that and he was part of the church, maybe in some case father went to hell if you're a minister you're doing the shit and eh, nine times out of ten you're gonna go to an underworld maybe yeah. he took on a form i mean and the, i'm still and, saying that you know I'm it's still saying it's a demon though dude just because still yeah because the like if you and i'm only taking this into the effect of like let's say the car scene like usually a ghost is gonna be attached to an object or something not unless yeah, that right. object is on or your location person. object or a location yeah right right but if the object's on your person sure but she didn't it never led to anything or alluded to anything like that. So it was just attached to her. 
So yeah, yeah I don't know, man. I still say I, I'm well, saying demon. So absolutely. I, which is which is fine, but here's what I'm I'm gonna I think I this is a, a good question. If the demon's attached to her, why did it never possess her? Why did it never because you know, that's not what it was there for. It wasn't there for that. But it has all the power it, in the world. It could it could, it it could easily it could have easily possessed her in, in theory, but that's not what it was there to do. It wasn't there to possess her and give itself life. It was there to ruin her life even further and cause her more pain and agony. Right, probably just than she was already soul, in. Ultimately, if you were going to go with yeah. that aspect of it. Okay. Um, okay. I could get that. Yeah. Potentially also taking her kids with her. Um, I do have to say in the beginning, when we first meet the son and I don't know if you boys caught the weird vibe, there was kind of a weird vibe between the mom and the son. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. And the horror, too. That, there that, was that, like, like, that, like 15 too. seconds towards the end of that first interaction. I'm like, like you know, I just really hope she never gets stuck in the dryer for her sake because. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh. So, no. yes, there was supposed to be an implied incest kind of relationship between the two of them. There was a cut scene that uh, I don't think it was even filmed that was cut out of the script where the demon. Um, Gave her this, uh, no, the demon gave her this, uh, this dream where she basically rapes her son. That would have been too much for that. That would have been, been up too much for anyone, and that's why it was cut. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. How fucked would it be for you to walk into the living room and see some invisible fucking thing banging your mom on the couch? I would like, oh my god, I, 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 oh my god. I don't even want to think about that. That's like nobody's. That's a nobody's horrifying coming, scene. Yeah, nobody's coming back from that night, dude. No, you know no, I mean? like, no. Like you are ruined. Is, the rest of it is ruined. SD from that. Like, that is a triggering moment. Oh my god! A dude. triggering moment. He would have to what? be in the hospital. You're never having sex doctor, on a couch the rest of your life. Dude. Yeah, like, you're not even gonna have one did, in your house. You know, the doctor did allude to her having some kind of weird fantasy. Yes, he did with mm-hmm. involving the kids because. She said there was a big one and, and two, two little, little ones. ones. No, I know. And that's and I just assumed that they were just looking for anything that would be the basic outage that would make yeah. sense of like, okay, you the rule of three makes sense, you know, you got three yeah. kids. But that's a whole nother scene that's still like the little ones never come back. You know what I mean? She never explains, or at least that we know of, because everything's obviously everything's invisible. But like how big was this thing? Because, like, was it blob size at, by the end? At least that's what it looked like to me. Yeah. Like, I think was that was just thing? all the energy that it had accumulated at that point. Okay. Not necessarily not necessarily that it was that big, but by that point and how much it's fucked with her, that's how much power it's gained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Which is because why it was it able just to just destroy crazy. that so easily, too. Yeah. I and also... his apartment. He was pissed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the yeah, first thing I even said. I was like, "Oh man, George is going to be pissed." <laughs> not that he's not a dick by any fucking means. But your first thought is, your first thought is, and I was expecting him to walk in and look at her, and just like, "What the fuck did you do?" Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, homie, one hundred percent. But they caught that last like boom mm-hmm. as they were walking in, so uh, that was her only saving grace. Because I'd be pissed if I came home uh, and. My house was trashed after I had just left. Yeah. Plus, any any like five minutes after you just left, dude. Like, what, and any yeah. intelligent person is going to look at all the glass on the ground and realize that it broke from the outside in, too. So. Yeah, like, and how? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, holy but, shit! But one of the most disturbing scenes is 
more towards the end when once her Jerry, whatever her boyfriend. When Jerry name, actually sees it happening. I gotta tell you, that scene is probably from a from a boy boyfriend's standpoint. Let don't even mention her. Him seeing the indents happening <laughs> and she can barely speak is horrifying. And he can't do a damn thing about it. He tries to, and then it kind of makes him look bad because and then the thing got up and got away and hit And I, I just, just want to say this. If this entity is listening by some chance, you got some weak stroke game, bro. You get you were like a fucking three-pump chump. Yeah. That's all Good you man. had. Like, come on. He was like the dudes in the Rob Zombie's fucking Halloween. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. They My rolled up, is threw a mask on, was like, woo! All right, I'm done. Switch cousin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or Jim in American Pie when Nadia was dancing in his room. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And done. End scene. Um, I mean, I got to say the physical acting, though, by our main actress was just yes. insane. And she yeah. sold it so well. Mm-hmm. I did. I, and just right now I realized because I'm like, where does she where have I seen her? What have I seen her in recently? And right, Gene. Fuck. Yeah. Fucking insidious. Yeah, see, I've I yet to see Insidious, so I I didn't she's recognize the, her. She's the grandma in Insidious. Okay. Oh, nice. Gene, it's funny you say that because uh, right before the show we were talking and I said the scene where the uh, psychiatrist is first walking through the house with her is literally fucking Vankman and Dana's scene into the apartment. <laughs> yeah. And it puts a whole different spin on the line. Well, that's just the bedroom, but nothing ever happened in there. What a... <laughs> not in this film yeah, in this, right. yeah. it um, happened everywhere happened in, this in the bedroom and the couch the bathroom. The bathroom. That, that was my thought though was like oh, i wish i could go in there with a proton pack and then when they actually brought in the parapsychologist dude like i loved it because it's that it's that gritty 80s era filming still so it feels straight up like 84 ghostbusters at this fucking yes. point, at least in the beginning yeah. and i'm like come on bro this is just it like Egon's like a temp uh, fucking under these guys or something like that. You know what I mean, dude? Like he's working his way to Columbia. <laughs> but I I wanted more of that. Granted, I, I don't know what happened in the actual like telling of the story. I, I know you were more than that. Well, well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. I mean, it's it's very close. There's there's some things, you know, of course, you know, they tell yeah, you liberties and shit, life. for sure. Um, but there there's there's a lot of things that occurred, but we'll talk about that later. So, I want to talk. I want to talk about the one scene, like right after she leaves the uh, the doctor's office, where they have the whole inquiry, where all the doctors are there, and right and right after she leaves, fucking every single one of them lights up. Yo, that and I smelled it the whole time, dude. Yeah, dude, they they lit up even harder after she left. They're like, my lungs hurt. What? <laughs> like, oh, I saw him I smoking. A, I, saw, I saw the guy I smoking a cigar, and I'm like, dude, you're you're. Where did the smoke come from? That I, I saw that and I was like, ah, the eighties mm-hmm. restaurant life, dude. When they were like smoking yeah. or non-smoking, but it didn't matter, dude. It didn't air fucking matter. Airplanes, dude. airplanes were worse. Like they had smoking and non-smoking section. You're all in the train. same fucking cabin. You're all enclosed together. There is no non-smoking section, right? Same with trains, dude. Like, it's like you, you get right. smoking or chain smoking. That's your choices. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, you could taste it. Like that was, some, yeah. And I liked how the main doctor, you know. He's a classy man. He's smoking a pipe. Yeah. So yeah. Signified. And the rest of them have fucking cigars. Except for that one dude rocking a fucking stove. 
And I like that because that was, you know, he was just like the big Bubba of the group. <laughs> What's up, man? Did y'all notice Hi, that the, uh, Hello. I, I, I'm going to call it the rape music. Did you notice the rape music was very, very close to the music in, uh, uh, fucking Maximum Overdrive? Yep. Yeah. I was thinking was. the same thing watching it. It was just like wow. a few octaves lower yep. oh, than the act two together. I, yeah. The exact same thing, dude. I, I, I got to say, that music, though, it, it made the scenes. Way worse, like creepy wise. I, I, feel well, I mean, it once it hit, you're like, Oh, here we go, bro, son of a bitch. Ah. You hear that music, you're like, We're gonna see titties, and I fucking and it's titty time. It's the worst, dude, is because, like, and we've mentioned this on the show numerous times, but it's like, none of us really like the rape revenge movies, or anything. No. Like, no, you don't even get the revenge in this movie, bro. Like, what no, you, doesn't well, even get yeah. away at the end, really, you know. And and really, the only thing that saved her was that she fucking stepped up to it. Yeah. She said, I've had enough. You're not fucking with me anymore. Like, and, and th- at that point, it lost all its power. Yeah. It had nothing to do with being frozen in fucking helium or whatever right, right. it was. That was just a. That was not a little bush. That was that was the most horrendous 80s bush I've ever seen in my that life. Was that was more hair. That was shrubbery. That was more hair than Johnny has on his face. That was horrendous. No I, I just trimmed yesterday. Hey, Mel didn't get her tickets to the <laughs> gun show. Or... She didn't get yeah, her tickets to the gun show, no. So, she gets in for free. You know her. For God's sakes. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, Brody man. just brought it up. We have to talk about the elephant in the room, and that's the very first, the very ending line of the movie. And from the I entity. know that it was supposed to be scary and shocking. Let me say, the first time I watched it, I laughed so fucking hard. <laughs> I had to rewind it and watch it again. That's so, literally just how Brody's dad says, welcome home. At the end of the movie, it shows her and her family moving out. She walks back in, the door slams shut, and the entity growls, welcome home, cunt. And I laughed my fucking ass off the first time I heard it. I get a message from Brody. He sent it like 4.30 this morning. I get it. And he's like, yeah, I got to ask a question, man. He's like, so did that thing call her a cunt at the end of the movie? And, yep. <laughs> yes, sure That's the way Brody would. That's the way Brody would fucking welcome us coming home. Yeah, guys. we would walk in the door and be like, "Howdy, yeah, cunt!" Ma'am, cunt. <laughs> That's the way to go, man. Howdy, howdy, cunt. So, like, but no, I and like I said, the only downside to this movie is that it's way too fucking long. It is. It is. Had long. they had they clipped, you know, had there been some more edits, because there there's a lot of shit in there that you could take out that we really <laughs> didn't need. Oh my god. <laughs> I would have there, there's a lot of stuff in it that we didn't need, and I just think that that is the downside to this movie for me is how long it is. Everything else in it worked for me, especially, like I said, coming from the paranormal background that I have, that is why I enjoy this movie so much. And it's not for everybody. I'm not saying I enjoy it because of the ghost rape or anything like that. No. It's just a very interesting case that actually occurred, and it's a case that Ed and Lorraine Warren had nothing to do with. You know, everybody so makes idolizes. It yeah, everybody sure. idolizes Ed and Lorraine, and, and you know, well, well I, I do believe some of their cases. I don't believe everything occurred that that they said occurred, but I do believe that some things did occur. Um, but that th- this movie just has that that soft spot in me because of what I do outside of this podcast and outside. You know, well, my, I can my totally hobby, understand it from that aspect. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wanted so much more of that, dude. Just, just, yeah. I just gotta say, I'm laughing inside and trying not to laugh because 
you mentioned the Ed and Lorraine and Warren, and all I could think of was that meme going around where Cheech and Chong were on the fucking talk show with oh, them. And it shows them sitting yeah. there, Cheech and Chong looking all serious, and then it shows that the Warren's looking away, and Cheech is giving them the evil eye. And yeah, he's all, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. And I, I also think this movie, in a lot of ways, is, I say, cautionary tale in that in the aspect there's people that don't talk about things that happened to them but this woman did she tried to get the help tried to work through it it's like look something's going on here i might not be able to see it and also for the people who get told about it you might not have seen it but someone's telling you something's wrong you need to do everything in your power to really figure out what's going on because there's people that will not Nope. Whether it's an entity or a real life person, it's nope. the cautionary tale of uh, speak up also. And mm-hmm. <laughs> as ridiculous as things sound, someone's gonna eventually going to be like, you know something, that something just ain't right, do something about it. I also don't like the, uh, well, I don't know if it's just the way the uh, doctors are, once again, going back to the round table, just like how they are so trusted in their own science that like it couldn't yeah. be it can't be broken and that mindset of just people and self scares the fuck out of me mm-hmm. yeah the fact that like there is no possible way that this can there's no just because i don't believe it yeah exists. yeah it's yeah there's no in between it's just their way it's what they know but and, and even when they mention oh they're parapsychologists that work here they scoff at mm-hmm. them yeah, yeah. Because, they do, yeah and it's like it, and I wanted more debate in between those characters, honestly. Because yeah. like, that could have that could have been a whole other movie right there, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would have fucking ate it all. Yeah, up. same, absolutely. And you know something though, it, it's not just those. I mean, this is also another thing. It's like, yeah, they were all just so into their thing. It's like it, you wonder why some things don't ever get accomplished. Is because like, no, it has to be this. It's definitely that she's making this all in her head. I still go back to the bite mark on her on her chest. I'm like, in her head, do you not see the teeth marks? I don't care what your imagination is. You can't. Well, I mean, the handprint, the handprint itself was there. Yeah, like you can't think your mind so deep to think that it appears there. That's I. I don't think a psyche can do that. I could be wrong. There are strange shit in this world. But as a as a psychologist, there's no way you look at that and go, you thought that up. Okay, and Brody. I also, goes, I also thought I was a millionaire too, but I don't have a million dollars. And Brody just brought up another really good point that the the old doctor, so he said the arrogant old fuck at the end, still don't believe what he saw. I mean, he like yeah. At the end, she said, "Well, we have a witness," and all he could say, "I, I, I saw something. It could have been anything. I don't know what I saw." Like no. you literally he, fucking saw some strange shit going down, and all you can say is, "It could have been anything." Yeah, but you know what? What I love too about this is it doesn't just play on the paranormal angle. And it doesn't mm, just yeah. play, you know, it, it's got all the in-between also because like when they hear the growl and the son's like, oh, it's under the house, goes under the house and he debunks it. And he's like, oh, it's this pipe. That's what it is. It's this pipe. But and she's like, but then she's like, well, then what might move? Yeah, exactly. So, but that in itself, that's what we do as paranormal investigators is we try to debunk as much as possible mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. we can say, oh, this is actually something we can't explain. It's something paranormal. And that's what I love about this movie is it, it, it even shows you that even as a regular person, if something crazy's happened, you can still try to go and debunk it yourself. Yes. Which I But love if that. it continues, 
then that's when you got to reach out and get it's help. It's kind of like the electrical, um, the electrical, uh, yeah, lightning. Like at first, the doctor of the parapsychologists was like, "Well, that could be an outlet in the wall," and they're like, "This is on a ceiling. Like, this yeah. is this is this is here. You see the outline." And then she's like, "Okay, so now we have to figure it out." Like, you know, it's like anything can be debunked normally. But if you see something that's in a plain picture like they had, that's a very hard one to explain. That is yeah, but to get to get arcs like that through the air, you can't get that uh, with just household wiring. No, you can't. Yeah. No, you, can't, you can't. You don't have the proper voltage but, for that. They're also that that's too clean. Yeah, so, that's too clean of an arc. When she had the first two parapsychologists there, and they took the photographs, and it was seemed to be in a weakened state. Do you all think we was just fucking with her at that point? Or do you really think it was weekend? Because honestly, like, I think it was, I think it was I think weekend it because of how many of them were there. Well, not just that. But then how did it come back actually, such vengeance at the end when there's so many people there? And it's just because at that point. So it may have been fucking with her, but why make it self-known? Yeah, because it can. Let me, hold on. Let me tell you why. No, no, no. I'm, I'm at telling you, asking that question. Why make it self-known? Because the more people that believe in it, the stronger it gets. OK, so it's a Freddy thing. So. Exactly. And and it's like that with a lot of, of entities in the paranormal world. The more people, the more power, the more belief that you put into this thing, the more it can manifest itself, the stronger it gets. Yeah, so that's why by the end of it, <laughs> what? that's also Santa logic, too. Yeah. Power but the more it. the more you believe in it, the more that power that it gets. And that's what we see at the end is the collective of everything that it's taken from every single person there, because whether they knew it or not. They were contributing to the power that that entity had. I think it's, and it also made me think of a line from The Exorcist too. Not The Exorcist too. The Exorcist, as in The Exorcist, also, okay. where they're uh, when they're trying to do the exorcism, and the priests are there, and they're talking to the uh, possessed Reagan. And I don't believe in the sequel. To me, no. she's still possessed by the devil. It wasn't Pazuzu. It was the fucking devil. And uh, so when she's possessed and they're trying to get do all these things and uh, just scoffs and goes, such a vulgar display of power. And that kind of made me think that that's what the entity was feeling, too, at the time. Like, yeah. like, why should I prove myself to you? Why should I appear to you? I'm after her, not you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, this movie is just it's just wild to think that this was potentially somebody's real life. Like, if they really yeah. had to go through this kind of shit. I mean, dude, I can't. If if you didn't have kids, there's no way suicide wouldn't be a fucking thought. And I even hate saying that, but it's like, bro, that's you know what I mean. Like mm -hmm. that that's driving you to such a point. And yeah, well, that just that also kind of makes you worry. You know, there's all these people that you know they they commit suicide and take their own lives because they're hearing voices in their own head. You know, oh yeah, what if that's real? Maybe, maybe what if they really are? We don't know. Um, yep. Oh, sorry about that. What's up? Ed? Yes, Brody, that was a great Pantera album. Yes. Yo, what up, Big Ed? Mother, keeps. Never saw a mother speak on your grave. Blech, blech. Throw that in the trash. That and the remake. I've still um, never heard of Unspeakable. I don't know what that is. Unspeakable? Well, I never, can't say that. I'll one have to look into that one. I thought, he, I thought he wrote Unbreakable earlier, which I was like, wait. Like, it's on speed. Like, that's totally okay. So, anyways, other than that, man, like I said, there was some, there was some cool shots of the cinematography. I thought 
and some really shitty like up close shots. Movie was very dark, but I don't know if that's more with just the times. Maybe that's an excuse. I don't know. I mean, everything was very brown, but that's also 1982. So it was all it was like it was all lamps, too. There wasn't like any ceiling lights. It was all lamps lighting everything, too. So that could contribute to it. Yeah. All right. You know, we got to talk about and I wanted to was the very first scene where we see the um, impression on her breasts, because I a was impressed with how they did that scene because clearly you know that's like a fake piece but you're just like is it and after thinking about how they did it my wife looked it up and i was pretty much right but yeah it's any old school fucking body over the actual body and they use suction cups to pull it in yep yep and get that nice uh impression motion going on work like a fucking charm I actually yeah. like the first shot better than the full body reveal because I feel the yeah because the full body reveal looked fake yeah it looked a little too it was too lit up it was too lit up well then it just looked a little too like rigid. stiff yeah just almost like um, Ash's girlfriend when she comes back from the dead in the fucking yeah. scene dude like that's kind of <laughs> what I was getting that vibe a little bit and that bush man that bush was fucking crazy dude that was that was shrubbery that was straight up shrubbery that Why was a shrubbery underwear like that was gross it was so gross right dude like that's like that's like worse than the one in waiting dude where she's like pulling out fucking limp yeah and just fucking flicking (laughs) scary movie oh yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) um all right shall we hear from brody on yes let's do it i know brody's guy what did I say? Eight minute video? Eight minute so, video. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very sure. I feel like Brody's got a lot to say about this movie. Well, howdy fucking do you there, It's GKB here back for another episode of Gormal. This week I'm here to talk to you about the entity. My God, it has been a fucking hot goddamn minute since I've seen this film. Um, very underappreciated film. Very underrated. Highly fucking underrated. I remember seeing it years ago and I absolutely fucking loved it. And for some reason, I never really got a chance to go back and watch it. I completely forgot about it. Um, so it's really good that one of you, whoever it was, which one was it? It was me. Right, you. <laughs> fucking <laughs> I fucking love it. Despite there's no door. There's some pretty fucking brutal scenes throughout this entire film. Um, The brutality of it uh, is very controversial, especially for its time. Uh, It's a fucking grey hair. So, yeah, fuck that grey hair. Moving on to the film (laughs) itself. Um, I think it does an extremely good job at, like, playing with tension, uh, especially, you know, uh, this reality of paranoia without throughout the film with our lead actress. Um, I like how they're able to make us think that in the first act that maybe that what we're seeing is through her perspective, but potentially could be like all in her head, you know, because not too many people see the entity itself until obviously, yeah, later on in the film. So to not only think that she's batshit crazy, we get a doctor that comes in and convincingly says to her, and not only that, us, the audience, that she is batshit crazy, then maybe we're like, hmm. Yeah, you know, she's crazy. Maybe we're just saying what she thinks she's saying. 
And then she, I think she describes it halfway through the film that there's just something traumatic that's happened in her life that could be uh, definitely one of two things. And then the more that she talks about it, we're like, no, she's definitely, um, yeah, not possessed, but she's definitely got a supernatural being attached to her. So, yeah, I like how they're really able to play with that, you know, mind fuck us, the audience, especially. I would have loved to have seen this film back in the day where, you know, not many twists were thrown around or, it, I don't know, it's, di- it's a different take on the um, supernatural horror element about it. It feels like it, it, it's a twist that should be like in a slasher film or something, you know, but it works extremely well for this type of film and I like it. Like a psychological horror, good stuff. I like it a lot. <laughs> so yeah moving on to the characters i've got to praise our lead actress in this i think her name is barbara hershey or something anyway her name was carla in the film absolutely fucking fantastic performance i mean she was just a fucking tour de force a powerhouse a force to be reckoned with um how she was able to capture this believable performance <clears throat> and deal with such strong themes um i mean Serious things, very, very controversial and serious scenes, especially for that time, and able to perform them out in a way that seemed extremely believable. Um, I thought it was done exquisitely, and the way that the camera was able to capture her performance oh my god, was fucking terrifying at times. Um, yeah, fantastic stuff. And also, got to mention the doctor, like I said before, I mean, some of the shit that he was saying to her maybe had me questioning, you know, shit about her going, yeah, you know, like, I don't know. He was manipulating her words to what I was sort of buying into and I was sort of like, you know what, maybe she fucking is loony. Maybe she is losing the shit. So, yeah, that, that, that guy who played the doctor did a fantastic job, especially for me to get invested into the story and, you know, maybe go down one of two roads. I thought it was done extremely well. And their chemistry on on the uh, three at each scene was believable. It was fantastic. Seemed great. You know, um, yeah, it was great stuff. So one thing I noticed about cinematography in this, and I am not knocking it by any means because I thought it was done exceptionally well and they didn't overuse it, but they did use it a lot for the very intense, brutal fucking scenes um, throughout this film. And when you saw the Dutch tilt in those mid-close-ups throughout the interior of the house on the lead actress, you knew the music was going to come in and then the shit was going to go down. And how they were able to really capture that, um, to me it felt intimidating because I was sort of like, well, this is a little bit different throughout the cinematography of other supernatural films. I mean, they don't really do this sort of stuff, but for me it worked extremely well. Um, I don't know what it was about it. Maybe the music that was there as well really – actually, yeah, a shout-out to the fucking music in this because the music was actually pretty terrifying, that fucking doom, 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 doom when shit was happening. Um, yeah, and as I was saying for those brutal scenes there before, you know – like I was saying, they were, they were just showing everything with these tight close-up shots um, just to capture that emotional aspect of the character or actress in the moment. And, it, and to me, it feels more disturbing when we're able to capture her face up close. Um, just, and, and with that sound laid over the top, um, it's just it feels more disturbing and haunting to me. And it really does capture the essence and atmosphere of the horror for that 
subgenre of uh, the the fucking supernatural horror. You know, it was just it, I, I just thought it worked extremely well with the scenes. They were choreographed well. The blocking was done superbly. I mean, this director was trying to do something new and different. Um, like he really, really <laughs> it, just, it works well. It just works well. I can really appreciate this film just for how extremely different it is, especially for a supernatural film. And it, it, it feels to me that it looks more into the subject matter and explains more of a solution to us, the audience, um, whether it's the first, second or third act. And I mean, it is a lengthy run of the film, but it's, I mean, it's two fucking hours or whatever it is. But mm. I think they pace it extremely well, mm. especially I'm already invested with the characters themselves, so it doesn't really phase me. But when those uh, scenes pop up, the really brutal um, and intense <laughs> scenes, scenes, whatever you want to call them, they just hit more. They hit extremely more. They're like a gut punch or a kick to the dick. And that's what I love about this film. It's just paced well. And when those the blocking of these scenes occur to us on the screen, you know, they just really go all for it. And it just, yeah, it, it adds a huge impact to it. And I can really get behind that. Now, before I give you my Gora Moore score, I have a question for Steve Vasquez. Ooh. So, Scoob Steve, if you're listening... I hope you can answer this for me. Now, in the lore of paranormal, is it possible for a spirit to impregnate a human being? And if so, what is the name or term for that? For some God. reason, I was <laughs> Immaculate conception. I, I should have probably looked it up, but you're the expert on this, so I would love to hear your expertise Please on it. And if it's possible, if it's not, that's okay. I'm going to give the entity a fucking 4.5. Nice. I love this film. 4.5, all right. I'm a sucker for supernatural horror films, and this film just fulfilled my expertise. Makes me so happy. Like not expertise. What the fuck am I talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was waiting for him now. (laughs) So Brody wishes everybody uh, well, and we'll see you next week. His video was cut about twenty seconds short, too long. Which honestly, I can't believe even Messenger fucking allowed him to send a video that long. That's impressive. Usually, so I can tell you how the video ended. I'll see your mother lickers next week. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, unguaranteed. Yep, he probably called it. Um, so to answer Brody's question, uh, th- there's never been a recorded case where a spirit got somebody pregnant, but there are entities that can have sexual activity with you. So for for a for the 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 woman or the female spirit, it's a succubus, and a male spirit is an incubus. Those can attack you sexually. Um, but as far as getting one pregnant, I've, I, I don't believe, there's I don't never been, has, no, the only, the only documented case of a spirit getting somebody pregnant was the Virgin Mary. That's all I got. That's a different case. I like how that was in air quotes there, Steve. Well, I mean, everybody has different beliefs. I have the longest running Steve. con ever. <laughs> ah, ah, how'd you bake that pie, Joseph? God help me. You don't yeah, help me. I'm gonna just move. Over. I'm just moving over this way so I don't get struck by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Stop talking, because if anything's going to happen, we're all going to get shocked through our computers. You know, I, I was I was actually talking about something that something crazy that happened, and this was the last time I ever went to church. When Damien was baptized, he I mean, he wasn't even a year old yet. So I was raised Catholic, and my grandma was very adamant. You have to baptize your son. So we had to do all these classes or whatever. It was the sunniest day in recorded history in Corpus Christi, the day that we baptized my son. We go inside the church. The ceremony starts and in rolls in the biggest thunderstorm. <laughs> you name your child nowhere. Damien, bro. I did name him Damien. And from the omen, too. Like, I'm literally. Saying, that's where I got his name from. shit on this one, bro. Yeah. And I swear to you guys, the biggest thunderstorm rolled through and it fucking poured down. The power went out. They finished the ceremony. And like maybe five minutes after we were just kind of sitting there and the father was talking to us, power came back on. We walked outside and it was a sunny day again. <laughs> now, my question is, do you think in today's day and age of 2023, can I still get the COVID style baptism up for kids? Do you remember this shit was going down in 2020? Of like priests using super soakers to fucking baptize kids. <laughs> oh, dude, dude. can oh, I get this? I don't know. Treatment still because I want that shit going down. Yeah, bro. that'd be just fucking like a great. From like six feet away, being like, "Let's do." Hey, by the way, since we mentioned, um, I said about you know Johnny getting struck by lightning, and you know about God getting us. We all know there's only one entity that can get us on the podcast. Shh, don't fucking Man. name. I was speaking it. What do you even <laughs> don't for that? But I do have a question for Steve real quick. What's up? Does your son have 666 on his head? Not that I know of. Have you not looked in the... I've never looked. Does he have have Asmark? He does have Asmark. Is it 333 or 666? He just has a a brown Asmark. Get it looked at. It could be in Braille, for God's sake. It's it's in Hebrew or some shit. I don't fucking know. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> we'll talk about that in the chat jeremy we'll talk about that in the chat let them be salty little bitches anyways wait, who's salty we'll talk all about right <laughs> i was like wait a minute. i missed something here all right uh what the fuck is brody saying wild theory they have sex with male hoes and carries oh hmm. that would be an interesting movie that alone i don't know it's possible there's the movie right there that's the name of the movie right there brody phantom pregnancy there's already a movie like that. It's called The Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> that's not Ghost. That's The Force. Wait, was there's a cranberry sauce? You know? oh, the for- so he was Jesus. Oh, he, was right? like, he brought balance to the world. That's right. Yeah, what I mean, world? Well, there was only like two Siths and like a thousand fucking Jedi. So yeah, man, you had to kind of even it out a little bit if that's what you're going with, right? If you look at it, he did bring balance. That's what I'm saying, bro. He even did. This is not a Star Wars podcast. It is just not balance. But he did. He did do exactly. By the way, Steph was playing uh, Hogwarts Legacy the other day, and she was trying to beat uh, beat somebody. Mm -hmm. And I told her to you know do this, do that. And then I'm like, use the Force. And Harper's like, Daddy, that's Star Wars. I said, That's right. And that's a much better franchise. (laughs) Hey man, I like Hogwarts Legacy. It's a sweet game. I like it too, but you know, Star Wars, you know, tops. <laughs> Gene. You just made my saber wrong. <laughs> How I long see, is that saber, Gene? I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. That's right. All right. So, I mean, dude, Brody brought in definitely a lot more shit on top of what we already said. 
is there anything else that you guys want to say? Or, I mean, I'm ready to hear what you guys have for behind yeah, the scenes shit. Yeah, so, yeah, I, 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 well, I want to hear stuff behind the scenes. And real yeah, life we can, stuff, we can so. do behind the scenes first, and then we'll do uh, Scuba Steve stuff. So, yeah. uh, I, there's not a whole ton. Yeah, you know, I got like three pages. Hey, a lot of it's. Uh, so, Martin Scorsese included this movie on his top 11 scariest horror films of all time list. Nice. Actually, I guess with it being top 11, it's probably number 11. Otherwise, it would have said top 10. That's actually. That's such a weird like, a number to have. I know. That's a weird, like, arbitrary number to pick. Right? Like, I'm going to pick 12 like, movies. If you're going to go scary movies and you're going to have a stupid number, at least be like, my top 13 horror. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe, they, maybe there were two that he just liked so much that he couldn't decide between them. He's like, ah, fuck it. I'll do 11 instead of 10. I mean, well, I do that all when the time. you tie for like first, though, not. Nah, I guess, whatever. Anyways. <laughs> oh, Purdy said it's called a turkey baster. Now I could think of his fucking seed of Chucky. <laughs> oh, God. You know, I've never finished that movie. I turned it off because it was so it's, bad. It's so dumb. You're not missing movie. much, so no, leave it there. More. It was so stupid. Man, how did it go from something so scary as Child's Play to Seed of Chucky? 2000s, bro. 2000s yeah. had a terrible fuck. And you know what, dude? I like Bride of Chucky. Like, Bride of Chucky has definitely its own, like, Oh, yes. Seed of, of Chucky. I've seen Seed of Chucky once, and I never needed to see it again. Yeah, I've seen it half of once, <laughs> and I'm still right with you, homie. <laughs> but like Bride of Chucky, dude, I've definitely seen it a handful of times. Dude, what one of the best scenes is the, the when their gay friend gets splattered by the semi truck. Oh yeah, I also like Fuck the one yeah. where he throws up the bottle and kills the people with the sex mirror. I don't know why I always. Enjoy oh it. yeah, that is a good one. The, the, the that's bomb. always been a fear of mine. Anytime you see him, the, fu- like, the fucking nail bomb that gets John Ritter right in the face. Oh, oh, rest in peace, John. Yeah, yeah, rest in peace. <laughs> and fucking Chucky looks at. We got to talk about kills, you know. About yeah, because we didn't get any kills. This in one this had one. none. We didn't have any kills in this one. <sighs> we ain't gonna talk about. The only thing got. that killed was did. that. Oh, <laughs> it got destroyed. Yo, man, but her son got some sweet force lightning going on in this. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I would have been like unlimited power. <laughs> That's what I was expecting the line to be like. So, dude, man, this came out in 82, so Jedi wasn't even out yet. Like, no, even have, we didn't see Force Lightning yet. No. This is pre-Force Lightning. All right. Yeah. Was it, anyway. was it talked about it anything beforehand? Was there anything in between the first two movies? Any comics or anything like that? I don't know. Not, not uh, like that. No. Not. All right. Good to know. Well, they were afraid they didn't really know what uh, Lucas had planned, so they kind of just... A lot of the stories were, you know, they fought like smugglers and stuff in the comics. Like it, shied, it shied away from a lot of the Jedi and Sith. The main stuff. story stuff. Word. Okay. Uh, the majority of the special effects of the film were achieved with practical methods and were supervised by our boy Stan Winston. For example, the scene in which Carla's nude body is gripped by the entity was shot featuring a latex dummy body with suction cups built inside, which allowed crew members to manipulate it to appear as though fingers were making impressions on her flesh. Hershey's body, aside from her head, was hidden beneath the bed during the scene. The construction of the dummy body cost the production $65,000 to create. Wow. Damn. That's definitely... That's 80. And I was looking... I was looking to see if you could see, like, the neckline, kind of like you did in fucking Friday the 13th, and you you can't see No, you can't. That, that has done very well. That and the lighting definitely helps that. Yeah. Gene says the scariest movie ever is Texas Chainsaw. I I don't know if I agree with that entirely, but I don't probably uh, disagree with it. It's definitely up I there. Don't, you said it was 65000 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So today, in today's, uh, it would be two hundred and four thousand dollars. That's not that much more of a. I was expecting way more than that. Okay, Texas yeah. Chainsaw, scariest movie ever. It's definitely a top. It's five. A, it's a top five. It's like, a very disturbing. It's a top fifteen for me. What would you say is top? Because I don't think I can pick a number one. For like I scariest, yeah, I'd have to sit and. What are we talking about? Like it. what we would term the scary now? Like what scared us in the past? I guess like I don't you know. know Idea, jot this down. Our Halloween episode this year, we will talk about our our movies we think are the scariest. Okay, down. All right, yeah, because that gives us time to plot it out, figure it out. Because this is this is something that's going to take me days to sit and go through all these movies that I've seen. Like, like yeah, man. Because like if I think about shit that scared me as a kid, dude, like I could think about a lot of weird, arbitrary shit that wasn't necessarily supposed to be scary, but definitely fucking was. Yeah, because ten year old me would have a different uh, would have a different list than you know forty six year old me. Yeah. Like nowadays, dude, like as fucked up as it is. See, that's not and it's not even scary though. I don't know. Ten year old me was terrified of the gate. Ten year old me was terrified of Night of the Living Dead. Ten year old me or Phantasm. I was terrified of Phantasm. Seven year old me was terrified of the blob. Eighty eight version. Yeah, eighty eight. Well, yeah. yeah, but that's understandable, dude. I was too. That thing was fucking brutal. <laughs> Right? The thing was massive. <laughs> and you see a kid fucking die in there, like really fucked up. That wasn't even the scene Honestly, that messed me like, up. You guys are throwing in shit that makes sense. Like, I'm going to throw the. No, dude. Like, I was scared as a little kid of killer clowns, bro. It was the fucking. I'm, I'm, the I'm the honest. Shadow. I was, I was expecting you to. scared the fuck out of me. For I was expecting yeah. you to say fucking uh, Return to Oz. Oh, that no, I didn't, was I didn't watch that. I never watched it. I never older, watched but it. I could totally see. If Those I watched were scary as a kid, shit. Yeah. It would have been terrible. I honestly never watched that, so now I have to. You have to watch it. It's, it's, it's a, good a very dark, dark kids movie. And it's movie. dark. It's okay. dark. So dark. Brody says Rocky from Dennis, and Dennis from the Mad. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know what? I was also. Like, I was, I, dude. It was, freaked me out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, I'm watching Gene, Gene, they do the not time. know about Dalt, and I think that's a, that's, that's a legend that needs to stay local. Okay. <laughs> all right yeah all right. I, you know what chad daddy i like this the, that'll be a tough uh because that'll definitely yeah. be a tough pink one so okay yeah. we'll get off the subject and we'll save that what else we got then homie behind okay i got something about the, the true story but i will let scuba steve take that that's all that's all him um let's see actresses jane fonda jill Clyburg, bet midler and sally field were initially sought for the role played by barbara hershey thank god we didn't have to see bet midler naked I'm literally, as soon as you said that, I'm just thinking, I'm like, yo, man, would we have saw Bette Miller's titties? Well, you didn't see Barbara Hershey's titties either. Oh, those are titty doubles? She used a body double. Oh, by the way, funny. Even the way, even it's funny that we're talking about Bette Midler because these two were in beaches together. Yeah. Wait, wait, so that was a body double in the mirror? Because I swear to God, you literally see her take the kimono off and get up. And but you it. only see it from the shoulders down. Oh, oh that's true. Right. right. It was her titties. Don't ruin it for me. Unless I know. You why you gotta do that? I am Unless you have something in your notes, it's, it's her titties. Because I'm, I'm just God. Delete it right I'm now. Sorry. It never happened. It never happened. Because I'm just thinking. I'm like, damn, dude. Like, wow, she really did that for that role. Actually, no. Wait a minute. You do see her face before she takes them off, and then it's all yeah. But I think down. Chad, like, I think you could easily edit the way they did it, though. Yeah. Because uh, all has to do is go start, back and forth. I'm fairly certain you see her face, then she stands up, then it cuts away real quick, then it shows I back. think you are correct. I think it... Damn it! 
I'm Why'd sorry, guys. Why'd you have to go there? I'm sorry. This is Return of the Living and Dead. They were, part you three. Brody again. thought it. Now Brody's sad. But you already got me with it last week. No, it was like week two weeks before. ago or something. Now I owe you another one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now now that you've ruined it, continue. <laughs> oh, God. You know, if it would have been Bette Midler, all I can do is I just pray they would have used a body double there, too. Oh. You know what? Bring him on. Swap him out. I want to see him. And whatever, they're tits. And by they're the way, 82, 82 Batman Miller tits, bro. You can't like you got. I know. would just like to remind everybody that she does own a racehorse with Krusty the Clown. Crudler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Like Ron White says, dude. You know, I'll get you for you're, this. You're, gonna still, you're still gonna want to see him regardless, dude. That's yeah, it. yeah. You see one woman good. naked. You want to see the rest of. <laughs> Further excerpts of the original score by Charles Bernstein of this film can be heard in the original version of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. In a July 2012 interview published in Rue Morgue magazine, the film's director said that he did not consider this movie to be a horror film. What? what? Uh, you I mean, that, uh, it's a paranormal drama. It's... Uh, yeah, I guess it, it is. It is a movie that I mean, excluding you know the the rape scenes, it's something you would see on like Lifetime during Halloween. Any time. movie that's intended to terrify, shock, or yeah. what's the other word they use? Terrify, shock, or disturb is considered yeah. horror. Yeah, yes. and this movie is disturbing. I, I I see what you're saying though, Scoobs. Like if you honestly take out the graphic scenes of like what's actually happened to her the rest of this you could easily fly by on like tbs or oh, something yeah yeah. And yeah no problem it's you take out all the rape and it's basically the amityville horror which really felt like a made for tv movie and it was boring yeah. very yeah. boring almost amityville right, you know what? i'm sorry for making you boys watch that and so oh no 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 because we got a much better movie with the sequel so i'm okay with it i mean i still and you know what, dude? I might be a little biased just because, obviously, I do have a hard-on for Ryan Reynolds. But I do love his version of Am. Oh, yeah. I know, like, a lot of people fucking I like shit it. on it, but... I have not watched the remake. Hey. The scene where they leave at the end. Amityville the 3D for life. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you. Right. Wait, what's, what were you saying, Jay, Daddy? They escape with the boat in the end of the movie. I thought that was just weird. Yeah. Like, no, I didn't... I was fine with it. I was like, yeah, whatever. I thought... You know what? I thought it was more stupid that it goes back to the house just to show the ghost girl's stupid scene and everything. I'm like, wait, why is it showing it? Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, God, it does, too. I forgot all yeah. about that. I would rather just have them just going off into the boat and then ending it there. Way better. <laughs> you don't need to go back and just have that random. You know, in my in my head, that was how it ended. I forgot all about the, the ghost scene. In the uh -huh. Never mind. It, I hate that gonna, ending so much. That's I'm not going to say that movie is not hampered by 2000s bullshit. By no, all means, at but. least at least it's not as bad as the Fog remake. I no. have not seen that either. Yeah. Do not. But I like the whole. I don't know, man. I, Ryan Reynolds got scary, dude. Like I was just like, whoa, that's sexy. Yeah, she kind of pulled it off. Like, yeah, I kind of liked. Um, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about the enemy. So. Maybe we'll, have, yeah. maybe we'll have to add that at some point, just so we can discuss it further. Which one? Bro. The remake. The Amityville Horror. I'm not, I will not watch TJ the Fog again. TJ would pull and be like, wait, how are you guys skipping all the other Amityville movies before? Because they <laughs> only <don't> exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Like, we don't have time for 26 more Amityvilles. Guys, look at what fucking Brody just wrote. Amityville 3D is showing yeah. cinemas in Melbourne. <laughs> Brody, if I don't do fucking it. get a you fucking you, won't. Yeah. holding a sign protesting, I'm going to be so Yeah, if, I don't, if we don't see if that only, picture. If only there was a way we could edit in his review of Amityville 3D before the movie. Oh, that, oh, would, that would be, be so great. <laughs> All right, what else you got on that menu? The method in which Carla is diagnosed by physicians, a method which relies heavily on her personal history, and in particular her relationship with her father and her sexual encounters with other men, reflects a largely Freudian psychodynamic method of diagnosis. This combined with the fact that she is initially diagnosed by the team of doctors as having hysteria, a disorder that has disappeared from mainstream American psychiatric diagnostics, makes the movie one of the last in which a Freudian method and conceptions larger related to sex and childhood development, are shown to have a significant impact on the diagnosis of patients. With the rise of neurochemistry, neuroscience, and biological tests in the 80s, 90s, and beyond, Freudian methods like those portrayed in this film would themselves become considered by many mainstream biological psychiatrists to be superstitious. So that's actually pretty ironic that that's considered superstitious when he was basically trying to school her on superstitions and uh, the origins right. of them. Oh, shit. Hmm. Yo, so Gene says Return of the Living Dead, best titties. So what was that, Linnea Quigley, correct? Yes. All right. So, um, boys, I hate to be perverse, but I guess we're going to have to say right off the top of the head, best titties you can think of from a horror movie. Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, The Nurse Scene. Mm. Damn, Bob, you had that on the fucking tip. That was ready. <laughs> I will, say, I will say the biggest cock tease about titties that we didn't get is Halloween 4. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to go 09 fucking uh, Friday 13th, bro. They were mm, perfect nipple placement. That's right. <laughs> that, that was nice. Ooh. Dang. This is this is easily a deep library, and I don't mean to be like super perverse, but Gene, Gene's thing was just like, "Yo, dude, that just made me think." Steve's still thinking though. Everybody's. I, I am because I'm like, damn. I was thinking. I was expecting Steve to be like, "Yo, I don't give a shit how fake they are." Thirteen ghost bitches. <laughs> oh, oh yes, yeah. yes. There you go. Yes, good I know one, my boy. I know, John. Man, <laughs> I know you. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I got. You. That is fantastic. That is. That is. Your his reaction is what made. That. I got you. Dude. I was scrolling through my fucking rolodex of fucking movies in my head. That's honestly was almost gonna be mine, but I was like, I don't know, man. It's you know what? I even though we didn't pick her as the hottest in that movie, I gotta go with Deb Voorhees in Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. Not uh, a bad choice, man. All right, okay, oh, nice. That you fantastic, fantastic three. Oh my god. Oh, Gene, you win today. Although the ones that are at the end of They Live are nice and perky. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. All right. <laughs> What's next on your list? Oh, my God. <laughs> when Barbara Hershey was interviewed for the Scream Factory Blu-ray of The Entity in 2018, she had nothing but kind words to say about director Sidney J. Fury, even saying that uh, going to work on it was fun and stress-free because he was at the helm making her feel comfortable, safe, and protected at every turn. She also described it as one of the best creative experiences of her career. Oh, nice. A whole dream sequence where Carla was forced to have incestuous thoughts about her son by the entity was dropped for the movie by the director because it was too sexually controversial at the time. A then-released Bernardo Bertolucci film, Luna, also from Fox, had examined a mother-son relationship 
but was neither a box office nor a critical success. Oh, yeah. I mean, nobody wants to see that. No. Yeah. Like, look at how creepy it played off in Indie too. Stepmom is different. Stepmom is different. You know. <laughs> that's going on the board. Yeah, like. throw that up. That's that's classic. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, Chad, Danny, what else we got, buddy? Uh, let's see. <laughs> Love you, buddy. According right. to Barry Taft, the director of Sidney J. Fury did not believe the real life story and just thought they were all a bunch of drugged out wackos. Nice. Uh, George Coe played, doc- played Dr. Weber and Alex Rocco played Jerry Anderson. Both died on the same day, July 18th, 2015. Damn. Wow. That's quite down the far, quite down the lane, but still crazy that it was the same day. Okay, you guys are going to kick up. A video game adaptation was developed by 20th Century Fox in 82 for the Atari 2600. Though, oh, it was never, though it was never officially released, a playable prototype surfaced years later and is available online. What is the what? What the is the game? premise of the no, game? No, but I want to find I'm out. I'm looking right now. I'm looking. That's like, why did they make Texas Chainsaw I really Massacre hope you're for not the Atari, the demon, dude? Yeah, right. I just don't um, need to be doing that kind of task. <laughs> yo, his gonna, like, face. His face. Yo, his face tells the story. <laughs> tells the fucking story. The what did you DC. find? Do you play as the entity? Fuck oh, off, no, no. There's no a... way that... Yeah, but there's no way, like... You're going around raping people in the game. It's Ooh. an action game. Action. Okay, well, you, okay, continuing on. In this movie, Barbara Hirsch's character is pursued, pursued by an evil being. Eventually, she played a character who is the mother of a family man pursued by an evil being, Insidious, and Insidious Chapter 2. Mm-hmm. I still need to watch those, dude. I don't know why. I'm it's, they're mad. actually fun. I actually think they're fun movies. No, I've heard great reviews stuff on it. I just, okay. just really by the way, so Gene brought this up earlier about Poltergeist. Now I'll bring this up here. So Poltergeist came out the same year, and both movies are about evil spirits assaulting a family. Both movies, in fact, feature a scene where the young mother seems to be sexually assaulted by the evil force, although the entity spends the entire movie dwelling on that in lurid and violent detail. Whereas Poltergeist just has one brief scene where that is inferred. Poltergeist also got glowing reviews and wonderful box office returns. Thank you. Jesus Thank you, Spielberg. Whereas whereas Entity was a critical and commercial disappointment in in part because of heavy hitting competition that year from Poltergeist and (laughs) E.T. Okay, so I would have have seen Poltergeist in fucking theaters, by the way. Same. Throw that out there. (laughs) So it says, despite the name, the game itself really doesn't resemble the movie, the entity at all. Thank In the game, your goal is to move the entity to the highest plane of existence before your energy runs out. How are you to accomplish this goal, you ask? An exorcism? One of those cool Ghostbuster proton packs? A virgin sacrifice? Nope. All you have to do, all you have at your disposal are walls. You just go through walls. (laughs) I still don't... (laughs) So it's like a Pac-Man clone, kind of? You look, and the entity looks like one of those, um, what's that thing called? We literally just talked about it in, uh, about <laughs> Crawl. Crawl has the, what is it, a glaive? Is that what it's yeah. called? The entity looks like a fucking glaive that you just move up these little lines. <laughs> so weird. 
Gene's comment, this show is so sexual, I'm going to quit. <laughs> he, he loves us. He won't quit. Uh, continuing on, Barbara Hershey was cast in the role only 10 days before production was scheduled to begin. Hershey had hesitations about the part due to the nudity in the screenplay and agreed to do it after director Sidney J. Fury assured her the nude sequences would be accomplished via body doubles and mannequins. You know, you just had to put that topping up, didn't you? Sorry. Sorry, uh, boys. And finally, the film would be among the final productions made by American Cinema Productions before it filed for bankruptcy in December 1981. And that's, that's why it actually came it actually came out in 82, but then it actually came out here in 83. Oh, no shit. Nice. All right. Anything so else? That's all I got. So let's hear the real life story from uh, the Duke of the Deceased. All right. So this is known as the Doris Bither case. This is a somewhat supernatural sidebar. So the Doris Bither case, also known as the Entity Haunting, happened in 1974. Um, and there was an investigation into alleged paranormal phenomena in Culver City, California, um, experienced by Doris Bither. Um, and of course, it, there's a book and that's, you know, the, the movie's based off of the book. So Doris Bither contacted parapsychologist Barry Taff in 1974 to relate alarming phenomenon that she experienced. At the time, Taft was working in uh, the now defunct parapsychology lab run by Thelma Moss at the University of California in Los Angeles. So he took his assistant. Um, they did a preliminary interview with Bithers on her paranormal case. Uh, the interview revealed that she had a history of physical and substance abuse along with a traumatic childhood. So there was substance abuse involved in the actual case. Investigators also found that uh, her and her four children are living illegally in a condemned home that was in severe disrepair. She alleged that there was uh, that she was attacked and raped by one or several invisible entities. Um, there was also other manifestations uh, that she said, which included luminous, transparent human shapes and poltergeist activities. So when the investigation continued, uh, Taff and Gaynor, who was his assistant, visited the house for the first time on August 22nd in 1974. Um, they did repeated visits over a 10 week period. But they did not look into the spectral rape allegations as the alleged violence preceded their involvement in the case. And Taft did not believe that they occurred. So this, he did not believe that, that, that these rape things occurred. So during the course of their visits, the investigators did note uh, poltergeist activity. There was objects falling from shelves by themselves, strange lights, bad odors, cold zones in the house. The researchers indicated that those occurrences decreased over the course of the visits. They were joined in their visits by an acquaintance of Bithers who said she could communicate with spirits, as well as a large number of people related to the laboratory um, or to Taft and Gaynor in one way or another. But Taft and Gaynor are the only ones who offered uh, descriptions for what occurred. So there was photographs of what appeared to be lights. Those are the only objective evidence gathered in the course of the visits. The images were taken by both Taff and Gaynor with an instant film Polaroid SX, SX70 camera and a 35 millimeter camera. The investigators indicated that they encountered moving balls of light, but what the images show takes a different appearance, a static circular band of light 
an irregular bright line and shapeless overexposed areas. Taffengainer brought an infrared camera, but accidentally overexposed the film, rendering it unusable, mm -hmm. which sucks because a lot of times in infrared, you pick up shit you cannot see with your naked eye. Um, and, and, you know, the science back then, I mean, this is 74, so the technology back then isn't what we have today. Fuck no, dude, and especially, like, they're really using film. Yeah. So an analysis of the photographs attributed to the results of common photography mistakes such as thin uh, a thin object close to the camera or accidental manipulation of the exposure dial in the case of the 35 millimeter pictures mishaps in the development process may have yielded the results uh to what was shown but even if those mistakes are discounted none of the lighter areas of the photograph are consistent with the uh, trail of moving light would leave on a photographic material so the tr even if you can discount Everything else that they caught in those cameras, the one photo that had the moving light on it, they could not explain. So based on Bither's story, his own observations, and the photographs, Taft concluded paranormal phenomenon must have been involved, calling the case a haunting. So they, they, while they, did, they never verified that the rapes did occur... Um, they did say that there was actual, you know, poltergeist activity at that. So there was, you know, and whether or not the, the, the sexual side of it occurred, a lot of it was kind of thrown to the side because she did have history of substance abuse. So immediately they're like, well, she could have been high when, when this happened. So they just kind of dismissed all that shit. Um, so Bither died. She died. She did die in 1999 here in Texas. Oh, I damn. want to say she lived. Yeah, she lived in Houston, Texas, I believe. Oh, when she died. So, yeah. So that's all I have. Well, all thank right. you for that, Scoops. Thank, thank you. you. Mm -hmm. Very informative. Uh, hell yeah. Dude, that's just, uh, I mean, acid's pretty fucked, dude, to where, like, you know, if you do it enough, that shit can hit you down the road later in life. Not saying that kind of a situation, but, you know. I've done it once, and I'm still waiting for it to kick back in. Right? I just, I mean, I don't know actually how true that is. I've always just been told that story. But it's always the thing that's definitely kept me away from it. Because I'm like, bro, I don't need to be in line at Arby's somewhere 20 years down the road. I'll also just be like, <laughs> with my luck, I'm going to be on a fucking investigation. Oh, yeah, that'll really go over well. Yeah. All of a sudden, you just crack your back just a little too well, and all of a sudden, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Anything else, gentlemen? Uh, nope. All right. All the informative stuff out and about. Okay. On to Le Question. All right. What format did you guys watch this on? Hulu. Stars. Stars. Hulu. Stars on Prime. Did you say Hulu? Yeah. It was on Hulu? Yeah. Is it Stars on Hulu? No, Hulu. Sure. I'm gonna have to check that because Well, I, I mean it just showed up on my Hulu. It didn't say buy stars, not on mine. Anyway. Uh, I mean that could make sense since I said, you know, it's a Fox, it's it's a Disney film now. Yeah, so could say be. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yo, did you see that Disney and uh is gonna straight up take over Hulu? Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah dude, uh, cause was it Comcast or whatever? They're like pulling out of it. So Disney's gonna take over the whole fucking thing. It's just That's gonna true. all be Disney Plus, I'm sure. 
Yep. Well, I better fucking still get my letter, Kenny, on there. Yeah, fuck yeah. I, by the way, why not? Did you, have you guys looked at Ma, uh, Max since it changed over? Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a, it hasn't really changed that much. No, it hasn't. No. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I, I got Godzilla back, bitch. Yeah. Woo! I saw the greatest meme. I saw the greatest meme. It said, HBO went just to Max. Your move, Peacock. I just, or it said, HBO Max went just to Max. Your move, Peacock. See, I <laughs> thought you were going to go with... <laughs> it, it, it's weird to me. Maybe it's just weird to me. Because obviously growing up, when we were kids... The, the two big movie channels, at least for me, were Cinemax and HBO. I was HBO Showtime. And now HBO has become Max. What the fuck, dude? Like this is just weird to me. Like this my is dad, the, my dad I mean, always got us the movie HBO. channel instead. We got the movie channel. How was that? It was cheaper. It was cheaper. It was, I, I had, it was like well, HBO, but it was like lower tier. I'm pretty movies. sure I had Encore. That was my thing. I'm pretty oh, sure our Encore. HBO and Cinemax was coming through his little black box. <laughs> I can't be. We used to get we used to get the little tubes from uh, my one of my dad's friends worked for the fucking cable company and he would steal the little channel tubes and we would just go fucking dude we had like fucking eight of them sticking out the wall with fucking <laughs> all every single fucking channel we got them for free fucking awesome dude I've heard stories of so many people doing that that's great oh man all right douche of the film I'm gonna go with George the doctors mm, Jerry I'm going with yeah Jerry the boyfriend. The Room of Doctors. I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm going with Doctors. But I also want to say, well, I do want to say Snyderman in the letter half of the movie. Okay. He, he was he, still he, trying to help her. He was just trying he, to help he her. Was, he he also, was, but he was. I really think ready he to also had a little bit of a thing for her, too. Oh, I yeah. yeah I, I thought he, he was trying to help her and help her. I, I, like I said, I'm picking the boyfriend because as soon as he saw this happen, he's like, nope, I don't care. I'm done. I'm out. I mean, what he would you do? out way too quick. It'd been a little bit more supportive for fuck's sake. Bro, that dude is all right. First and foremost, she's Wait like 35. That dude's 55. Yes. Easily. Okay. Yes. So go, was he got thrown across the dress, which he didn't even bring up the dresser. I don't know why. Like, that's a huge argument in the case of like, yeah, man, this shit literally happened. He he brought up the titty stuff. And he's like, but he didn't talk about getting bitch slapped against. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, I would have. That would have been the first thing I said. Like, look at this fucking scar on my. Look at this, right? Yeah, he's no, he's douching me. By the way, so when she left that appointment with all the doctors, she said she had an appointment at the airport. Was that with him? Mm, Like she was. It showed her in bed with somebody. Was that him? Yeah, Yeah, that was. Okay, so then why did it? When he came back later, why did it seem like he'd been gone so long? It was almost like that scene never even happened. Did anybody else notice that? I mean, I think it happened just to. Show us that Jerry was actually a real person and not just somebody that they were like continually talking about, and so they don't just introduce him in the very like act that he shows up and then literally is like, "All right, and I'm out," which would have been way fucking funnier, like in a comedy. <laughs> this dude just shows up and like, "Hey, here's the loving, nurturing, supportive boyfriend." Oh, bitch, you got a demon. I'm out. Yep, <laughs> you know, what I mean? played by Marlon Wayans. Yeah, <laughs> right, that, that has Wayans written all over it. Fucking yeah. a dude. All right, so actually, no, no I would man. say the head doctor at the table. Never mind, the one who's at the end. Also, like I saw something. I don't know what it is. Can I say also that first scene with Jerry? I love how it was shot because you was just her on his furry chest, 
and you could see his no you could see like two-thirds of this motherfucker's face dude but you just yeah he just wouldn't give you that whole shot of his face yes the whole time i'm like who's this tom Selleck looking motherfucker dude? like i just tried like i wanted to show browse. gorilla chest yeah you can kind of see the foreign like the, the furrowing brow a little bit and i'm like do i know this dude does he look kind of familiar? That's why I oh, said, like, like that but him? you know why she had, you know why she was with an older man, though, right? He was supportive and nurturing and could take care of her. No, ass. daddy issues. Daddy issues. Oh, well, that's yeah, funny. which I think that's most. I'll you, leave that alone. I'm saying, daddy. Hey, man, who doesn't like being called? She has mom? daddy issues, and he told her he's just about ready to throw some burgers on the grill, champ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what's funny oh, is I saw this thing right before uh, coming like, online. It was like this, uh, this new feat party theme of dad parties oh, i'm yeah. watching it and i'm like not to age myself but i'm pretty sure that's just my normal fucking parties at this fucking <laughs> like, it's Wait, not really where did, you, where did you see that send me a link i want to see that. I, I'll, I'll send you the video after but it's like where, people overly like dressed up with like tall socks and they got the new balances dude, oh dude you gotta like, send me that video oversized hats and shit but i'm like yeah but i wear my oversized hat because it's always fucking sunny dude and like i'll like set, set that video, I, please. Everybody's got fanny packs, <laughs> and they're like, "There's like I really, the group seating or the group sit. They all sit down. They're all like, Ugh. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is my normal. Fucking life. I feel attacked. I feel attacked. This is not a theme party. This is just being <laughs> That's old just a get together. Yeah, right. Like, what the fuck. That's just dads in their forties. Fuck off, dude. Oh God, send me uh, that. I gotta see that. Yes, I want to see that too. All right. Um favorite oh we can't do favorite kill. kill no we can't yeah. even do kill so you just gotta skip no, we can't, oh, we can't no, do we no, can't do what we no, said no 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 best scene i you know what i think like i said before best scene was the very first time they leave the house because everything's shaking and she goes back in and like the door's shaking like i said because i've had legit nightmares where that happens uh, that to me yeah. was the best scene because that you know, that that spoke to me like wow i've had that happen in my dreams it's a pretty scary moment uh, I think maybe I don't know if it's I don't want to say controversial. I would think when the boyfriend sees what's happening to her, and he is now realizing, like, oh, there is something wrong here. And then, like, the after the hospital, just like, I, I, I yeah, for me, even though it's really a fucked up scene, but it's really the scene that really goes. It's getting worse. We need to do something. So it, it's kind of shitty to say, but I, I just because it w- it was just so fucked up, and it, it to me it's the best scene is when she's in the bathroom oh. getting getting you know yeah, assaulted, and, and not not because she's getting assaulted, but it was acted. Fuck, I mean, she did great acting in that scene. You actually, I mean, you can visualize what is occurring between this entity and her, you know, and, and it's to me, that was acting, when, when are you the most vulnerable? How many times are you in the shower and you're trying to get the shampoo out your fucking eyes real quick? Cause you don't, you know, even now I still do that shit. I'm taking a shower. I know there ain't nobody in my fucking bathroom, but as soon as shampoo gets in my eyes, you never know. Somebody mm-hmm. might be fucking standing on the other side of that shower curtain. Mm-hmm. That. So you gotta get the super hot, hot ass shower, and you just let one rip, dude, and just gas chamber them out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, acting wise, and, and you know, film wise, and, and just terror, terror wise, 
that was the best scene for me. Mm, best scene. Dude, I don't know. It's... That I, is a tough... It, it's... Because, like, I, li- I want to say, like, I like the third act and this whole, like, set-up house. Because that I was not expecting by any fucking means. That was just a cool Man. set and all that shit. And I'm not sure how they thought to confuse the demon with that. Because it clearly did not work. Not even for a second. Because... They can only, they don't know any better. They're just trying anything that they could potentially, you know what Apparently I mean? They did know better, though. Brody yeah. said the scene where she gets called a cunt. That was almost my pick. Fair enough. Ah, man, I don't, I almost want to say when the paranormal investigators like are there for the first time and they go through it. I was going to go with you that. You know one. what? That, that was very similar to the poltergeist, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was going to go with. Like, it just reminded me of like him going to get the different equipment and shit. And it's just, I mean, it's very, it's very close to fucking Insidious too. When, when they first, yeah, I got to watch you know, Insidious. They, man. Yeah, I, you do. I did. I did not like the second half of it. So I'm not, I don't know if I want to give it another uh-huh. chance. That's it was just three of them now or four, right? Yeah. There's three, three. Fourth one's coming out, I think. So Gene, I got to like, tit scene isn't necessarily like my favorite scene. There's four Insidious. I'm sorry. But uh, there's four. Uh, but I would honestly almost say it might come up in the next question, which I think we're on right now. Right? Everybody got their scenes? Mm-hmm. Which would be best scene. And I might throw that in there only because... Oh, no, no, we're on best scene. We're on worst scene now. Oh, we already did? Yeah, we already did best scene, so we skipped Oh, favorite. that's right. Sorry, I saw favorite. Yeah, sorry. Um, all right, so, you know, I'll throw that honorable mention then because just the technicality behind that, like, it was cool as fuck. Yeah, sure. it was. More so the first scene, first shot of that scene for me than the full body double. Yeah, but, because like we said, the full body double looked a little stiff. Yeah, it just took it away a little bit. Yeah. In that bush. All right. <laughs> uh, Buckwheat. Worst moment or scene? I got it. I'm going to go first because I'm going to again bring up the scene where she hooked up with him at the airport because it was completely unnecessary. Didn't need it. And it was confusing because, like I said, when he shows up again later, it's like that scene never even happened because he's talking to her like and she's she's just all just opening up to him. Oh, it's, she's like, I've been through so much. But in the scene before that, where they're in the bang, bang bed, she didn't want to open up about it. So it's, it's just. It's just very confusing to me. Yeah. So that was a very. Irrelevant. Well, I mean, I, I think it was, you know, the, the fact that she was embarrassed as to what was occurring at first. And then when he did finally get back, she already had a little bit of help. So she was more open to actually talk about what it well, was that was going on. Especially because, like, yo, man, this is, this is me spitballing. But, like, her saying that maybe she's afraid to bring that up because maybe she feels like she'd come off as tainted or something like that. And another, another thing about that scene is also, and just, you know, doubles down on him being douche the film to me about it, was he was very douchey about all those people being in her house. It's not even his fucking house. Yeah. I mean, I would have definitely questioned, but, like, What's going on here? Yeah, but he's like, like, they're all he here for like, the gang day. <laughs> uh, uh, I, for worst scene for me, I would have to say the scene where the doctors are discussing only because of just them literally taking everything that was said and saying, that's ah, bullshit. It's this. See, I don't know if that makes it the worst scene, being worst scene though, or a good scene because like it invokes. 
Well, it evokes real emotion, dude. Like, I got pissed off during that scene. Well, that was, right? You know, well, for me, I think of worst as in, like, damn, you guys really just let her talk and just went, <laughs> after she left. Basically, I, I get it. Yes, I get why. But at the same time, it's like, Give some credit, man. If the woman's not doing drugs, or this is like, come on, man. You know, that's now, granted, I, I, like, they do seem like douchebags to us, but they are in their field trying. Yeah, to they were doing their jobs yeah. the way they thought was right. the best. They thought they were they legit wanted to help her in the way that they knew how. Right. I'm gonna say worst scene for me was seeing the entity entrapped in ice. I didn't. That was weird. A little. What was that, Matt? Was that a Matt shot or something? Or what the it hell? It looked like yeah. one. Oh yeah, yeah, and it was a really bad one too. Yeah, and, and then for it to break like an iceberg, and then for them to be like, "Oh, we got it," but it just broke. And then what? What, you know what? were you going to do? Was were you going to keep a... it frozen? Were you going to keep it frozen? Like I didn't see the logic behind it. You were going to freeze this thing, but then what were you going to do with it after you had it frozen? I don't even know if they knew they could contain it for long it was just more of the fact that like if they could freeze it they could see at least be like okay we have proof that we were able to freeze it it has some kind of solid wow. state okay another but thing another thing about it that did look scene, like shit though I was, another, another thing about that yeah. scene is when all the uh the liquid helium tanks exploded and it got like everywhere everywhere clearly on them because they are drenched mm-hmm. why didn't they freeze mm-hmm I also kind of wondered that because it wasn't pressurized. Yeah, anymore. that's. But that shouldn't have mattered. It wasn't pressurized in that jar when they froze the rose. I don't fucking know. Right? Yeah, it's true. Nothing else. They they should have gotten at least severe frostbite from it. Burns or something from it. Yeah, that would suck. All right, I like them all, gentlemen. All right, most attractive. Oh, I'm sorry. No, did opening scene hook you in? We didn't really. The opening scene was the fucking credits. So, yeah, and then it went right into yeah, a little bit yeah. of it. It really didn't because you really don't get any. It's very abrupt. Yeah, very it's abrupt. just her introduction. But you get to see her little backstory real Look quick. What you said. I want a doctor from London. They say you're messed up and send you home with a hot nurse. Oh, exactly, Brody. Yeah. And I'm sad, Brody, that we never got the sequel that we should have with the fucking crazy pastor. Mm-hmm. Just uh, yeah. cool. Really wish we got a sequel, man. Yeah. So much. But I, I think the problem with that sequel is, well, now how do we get it? Since it just unfroze. You know, that, that would be a tough one, I think. I think you could easily do a sequel today where it's like, that guy, oh, man. So, like, that dude has his blob and his, like, doomsday cult, right? But then the actual OG blob thaws because of fucking uh, global warming. Global warming. Oh, now we yeah. have like a blob on blob fight, but because. Oh, dude. That'd be cool. It would be cool. I'm but... kind of wondering what they did with the blob at the end, because in the OG blob, they fucking froze it, shoved it in a crate and dropped it in the fucking Antarctic. They did. Yeah, but isn't that what they did in the eighties one? I thought they like no, no, they brought no, 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 they didn't do it at all. What they did was it, it, the thing blew up and it froze it to crystals. The guy said, "Hey, bring in the dump truck. We got to get this thing to the ice house before dawn." So they were going to keep it in an ice house. So they didn't drop it in the ocean. Am I thinking no. of the OG one? You're thinking of OG, or you're thinking of uh, the Son of Blob, which is like nineteen seventy something. Is that what I'm thinking of? I swear to God, dude, I remember drop, dropping a frozen chunk of something in the ocean, I thought. 
Hmm. All right. Yeah, I remember Rob Zombie was going to do a thing on the blog. Yeah, it was his take was really weird. It was. I like the art styles that he was using for it because it reminded me of like the old uh, Mars Attacks cards. See, but, I didn't see his art, so now I'm going to look it up real quick. The thing the is, I, I wouldn't mind seeing weird. that movie, but it shouldn't be a blob remake. It should be something else entirely. Yeah, just don't make call it the weird sludge thing. Yeah, don't call it the blob. Call it something else. But, all right. You know, man, I would totally even watch OG Blob for this podcast. Because I actually, that's kind of one that like I grew great up one. as a kid. And I always kind of liked it. It even creeped me out as a kid, dude. That was one that scared me as a kid. The farmer scene right in the fucking beginning, man, when the old man gets it. Fucking crazy. All right. Most attractive character. Oh, by the way, opening scene. Barbara Hershey. No, but yes. Most attractive character, Barbara Hershey for sure, dude. She was was hot. Yeah. She was smoking hot. And there was even a moment where I I stopped and I was talking to the wife and I was like, man, something about like that early 80s just makeup where it's just it's not a lot it's usually just a little minimum blush. yep just, yeah but just like it was the 80s mom makeup yeah yeah, yeah. but what is so just like mm, about it dude mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna give it to a barbara hershey's tit double <laughs> <laughs> no that's not a double steve that's her damn it i'm so sad that's not her i'm oh, sorry i'm sorry not your fault it's your fault you told us. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. No, it's her fault. She's, I thought right, it was her until today, so. Right? Now I'm really going to have to bang Monica Kena and fucking send him clips. You won't. Um, it was her birthday yesterday. I know. I told her happy birthday on Instagram. Oh, I should have. I didn't think about did it. Did you really? Nice. I did. Okay. I'm still trying to get that. So, uh, did the score set the mood? Um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fuck yeah, it did. Intense as fuck. All right. Did we have a best song? I don't remember that there being was a song. There was a song when the son was working on the car in the garage at the beginning, but I don't remember what it was. Okay, so we're just going to skip that one. Yeah. Favorite character. Mm. I like the son. How old was he supposed to be? 17? 16. Not 17. 17. He was in high yeah. school. So obviously he, he could a, drive. He was, so he was he was a gearhead, yeah. you know, working on the car and trying to help his mom. You know some of the two uh pa- like the two parapsychologists. I'm going I'm agreeing with Bobby, the parapsychologists. Because they were they were ready to help in any way they could, whether they believed it or not. They were still trying to help her. Mm-hmm. It's funny, I was not even just gonna go with the both of them. I was just gonna go more specifically the bald headed one. Just cause like that dude was like he just seemed like he didn't give a fuck. Like he was like I liked I liked when I liked when he got in uh, the the Hearst psychologist came in. Yeah, and he got into it with her. Yeah, and then he oh, calls the cop and he calls the cop and he's like, "You see that face? I don't want to see it ever again." And that's that the awesome. where I, yeah. why I really like that dude because it's like I don't know, man, because he's in okay, so he's in a field. Where obviously, he already knows he's going to get a lot of shit from the general public and obviously peers. We already got that earlier in the movie. So he's already got to deal with the shit while still like actually actively doing his job or what he wants. You know what I mean? Like to try to prove this shit. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like that much more of a shit salad, I guess. So, yeah. And I don't know why, but he also reminded me of like a weird B market version of um, 
Ah, oh, was it Elliot Smith? My, my strong hand. <laughs> What's his name? That dude. Do you guys know? I don't know his I, name uh, offhand. From no. Scary Movie. Yeah. Scary Movie 2. Take my strong hand. Which he never says that, but. No. But I just, like, for some reason, I was picturing I him in Groundhog. Is that right? Chris Elliott? I feel like it's Chris, Chris Elliott. Elliott. Yeah, it's Chris Elliott. Is it? But yeah, like, yeah. he just seems like a poor man's version of Chris Elliott. I don't know why. Like, just from the side and everything like that. But he's definitely going with my pick. All right. Was it scary? Uh, I, I'm going to say Honestly, yes. I, uh, parts of it, I could say yes. Yeah. Especially in front of the scene in front of the kids, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That scene, I was even just like, <gasps> like how helpless would you feel? Yeah, like, bro. Can't do shit. Then you get unlimited power. <laughs> my my thing that or I Mace said, I was like, you know what? I'm like, I don't know how you want to take this, but the side. I guess the only positive is like it. It wasn't attacking the daughters. Yeah, and that was one thing I was always like, yo, man, did it ever attack daughters in life? And it just never got brought up. It was like, that would be fucked if that was the case. But glad we never went there. So does it hold up today? Content wise, I, I think it does. I want to say it's a solid movie, man, but I feel like it kind of needs to be a little bit reshot or something. Like it needs to be reshot. It needs to be updated. Uh, th- there's a lot more equipment now that can be used for Effect. the actual investigations, to, you know, the actual things that they could use to try to capture this entity on film to, to make people know that it really does exist. Um, I think the premise of the movie holds up, Absolutely. but the technology yes. does not. You know what I think would have been, well, for today, if they were to remake it, uh, I mean, this is also me because I also like to see things. I would like there to be a little scene of a hint of what maybe the entity would look like, not necessarily exactly. No, don't need that. Nope. No. Here's, and here's why. Let me, let me tell you why. Look at Paranormal Activity. Paranormal Activity, I loved all of them until the one where they showed the fucking ghost. Yeah, but Once that was the, it, I was out. That was also the shitty one, and that wasn't even the only reason that one was shitty. But that was Ghost Dimension. That one was just well, no, I know, but that's it. what that's what took me out of. That's what takes me out of most of these fucking movies. I want my imagination to create right, what fair, is fucking with this bro. You know what's funny is I was actually just thinking about going down a Paranormal Activity fucking uh, marathon the other day. Okay, I, I haven't seen dude. past. I haven't seen past the fourth one. So right. honestly, dude, the if you just watched favorite. one, two, three, and the marked ones, you can throw four out. It's okay, but honestly, still doesn't really have anything to do with it. But man, you watched those like it does one, though, because her the possessed it, Katie is her neighbor. It does, but I'm telling you, dude, the fifth one does it way better than the fourth one. The fourth, the fifth one, does what the fourth one should have did, where it was this story that was like, how does this tie in? And then it ties in, and you're like, oh shit, oh, dude, that's like, how it does. Yeah, they're like mind blown moments. All right, so I gotta watch that one. I have not watched it. I do the the fifth one is great, and because I feel like it was like a return to form, and. It, it it took you out of like the shit that you were conditioned to see the last four movies prior, which was good because dude that far into the series and now you're actually getting like decent. But then that did it so well, you go into the sixth one and it was complete dog shit. So 
And I didn't even watch Next to Kid, so I don't even know where that's. That was trash. Is fucking it, trash. Does it have anything to do with the actual any of the other shit or no? Eh, kind of, but not really. Kind of no. Okay. What's everyone's favorite supernatural film? This uh, one. I mean, dude, I do love the first Paranormal. The I got a lot paranormal. of love for Poltergeist. I, that's Poltergeist is fantastic too, man. Oh, I don't know. Super. Yeah, I would have to really think about. Same. Well, I do love Poltergeist too. I'm going Poltergeist too because Poltergeist too scared the fuck out. That of old me. man was. See, I don't. Dude. I just watched that again recently, and it's. Uh, it gets kind of boring in parts. It does, but the fucking the uh what is it the fucking worm when he throws up the tequila? Oh worm? Jesus! Oh yeah, that is pretty. Yeah. Brace's scene always scared the shit out of me. Yes, too, man. yes. Gene Gene's right. The clown in the first one, man. That's yeah, that fucking one of the thing. scariest scenes ever. Ooh, the Changeling, the Changeling is a great movie. I have not seen that. I've also not seen George, that. George C. Scott, the old classic movie. Mm. See if I if I want to see George C. Scott, I just want to see him getting hit in the groin with a football. <laughs> ah, my groin! <laughs> I'm trying to think of my favorite supernatural film. Ooh, we uh we are still here is a great supernatural movie. I don't know if you you oh, guys I, saw. I, I thought it, you right? were looking at I thought you were looking at the at the time. That's what I'm saying. Like oh, we are well past the two hour mark. Like, oh, wow, we are. We yeah, we are. Oh no 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 the movie. Oh. Thank you for bringing that up, though, because we no, no, it's to... it's this. Sorry, we are still here. This is a good paranormal movie. Right. We I don't think we reviewed it. Uh, maybe I'll throw it in next year. Okay, so acting I thought was pretty oh, solid. Yeah, it was pretty good. good. Like I said, even the kids were good. All right, and that's rare. Yeah, cinematography that's... though. This is one we've kind of talked to quite a bit on this episode. I there were some cool shots. I, I liked it, but I didn't love it. It wasn't a kind yeah. film. Yeah, I agree with that. Like I said, some of the shots were fucking great. The and then other shots were just like, bro, back the fuck up two feet. You'll be fine. Like, so, hmm. All right. Did we like the premise? Yes. Yep. Yes. yes 100%. Anything off of actual, like, investigation, I'm always for. Just that little bit of, like, ooh, truth. Was the climax satisfying? Not yeah. to me. No, honestly, it wasn't. The whole trying to freeze it with liquid helium—that—that's—that that is a completely Hollywood thing. Yeah, I I, I like the idea of it, but we're getting into Ghostbusters territory. There. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I I think there could have definitely been a better way to like capture it, which I'm sure you could have if you really thought that. Thing. I mean, did yeah, they really no. try that, or was that just straight-up Hollywood ending for this bitch? That's, that's Hollywood. Hollywood. I that's think that was straight-up Hollywood ending. Because I'm like, I was trying to think, I'm like, yo, man, what university is going to allow some fucking parapsychology unit to drop this kind of money to build a whole framed fucking house in the gymnasium, let alone take up cop detail, yep. and then on top of that, this whole crazy crane-rigging nutri- uh, nitrogen fucking shooting system? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fact that they even have a fucking thing at that university says enough as it is. But so that was our first no class climax for satisfying. Not All just right. a no, but it's yeah. a it was a unanimous, unanimous no. Yeah. yeah. And it's just meh. This is all right, recycle, rewind, remake, or reboot. I'm gonna remake this bitch, dude. Rewind this, but yes, I want to remake. I want to rewind it. But reboot it. 
Barbara Hershey is still young enough to come back, have this thing start not just fucking with her, but now it's fucking with the girls. Hmm. I would like to, yeah, the sequel. She, I would like to see the sequel reboot. She's married. The girls are grown up. It moved on to the two girls. And then or it, one of the daughters. Or, and then it goes back to the mother, but now it's like, okay, so, you know, because now with today's technology of paranormal, Scoobs, it yep. would really be interesting how they can really visualize that thing in infrared. See, if I reboot it, though, I don't want to reboot it in this day and age time. I want to reboot it and still have it take place in the 70s. Or it rebooted and have it take place in the late 90s. Oh, my God, Gene. Damn. Yes. All right. Uh, Chad, did you say yours, buddy? I think I I would say reboot it, and like like Scuba Steve said, set it in the nineties. Okay. Give us a little twist on that. All righty. All right, boys. Let's rate this bitch. Brody started us off high with a four point five. Bob, Uh, I'm gonna give it a three point eight. It's not quite a four. It could use some little work. I'll give it a three point eight. Alrighty. Scuba? I'm giving it a four. Solid four. Chad Daddy? I was literally thinking the exact same thing as Bobby, so mark mine a 3.8 as well. 3.8. And let's see. Acting was solid. Script was solid. The shots bugged me a little bit. But it was a scary premise. And, dude, the physical acting was fantastic. Um... I don't know if I'd ever personally want to watch this one again, though, if I'm going to be honest. So I think I'm going to come in a little bit lower with a 3.2 for myself. All right. Fair so that equals bleh. We'll divide that bitch by five. And that is a 3.86 for 1982. So 3.9. 3.9. Yeah. Chad Daddy, what do we cover next week, homie? Well, next week. We're kicking off summer by going to camp. Ooh, girl. But not Crystal Lake this oh. time. Oh, that's oh, we are going where are we going? Sleepaway camp. But, oh, yeah, dude. Really? Here is your Sleepaway Camp survival kit. <laughs> Scuba Steve doing the face. We're doing uh, Sleepaway Although, Camp. Ironically camp. enough, the next week after that is Friday the 13th, part six. <laughs> We're just going to summer camp, baby. Woo! I like it. Okay, Alrighty. all I'm gonna say is this: I would love to get the four of us at a go away sleepaway camp. Oh my god! Like, That'd be awesome. I think that the shit we no, would what fucking y'all need do. to do. I need to get y'all to Texas. That way, we can rent out the cabins at the gas station from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Fucking barbecue it up and watch fucking horror movies all fucking. Dude, there's now. there is no way that would not end in gay sex. Come on. I mean, if that does not game, happen, man. I swear to I God. I don't know if my girlfriend's still watching, so I wasn't going to say, but yeah, that's the climax. <laughs> literally. I, that, is literally. Only logical, that is the only logical outcome of that trip. I don't think Mel would even be that upset, honestly. I don't, no, she'd be like, let me film it. Right, I was going to say, like, I feel like she'd be like, can I watch? Like, <laughs> so, well, Sleep Awake Oh, my God. Sleep Awake <laughs> You can find pretty much on fucking everything for free right now. I have the old old box set. I'm proud. You know what's funny? You guys are going to go, what the fuck? You've never seen seen Sleepaway Camp, dude. The twist. The twist. I know the twist. The twist twist has been ruined 80,000 times over. The ending does not hit as strongly when you already know the twist going into it. 
Right. Yeah, well, I can't wait for Mel to watch it because she's never fucking See? seen it. And I know she's going to be like, what the fuck? So I can't wait. That's that's my highlight. Of this, All I, I know is Robot Chicken ruined it for me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody wrote a script. Somebody remembered this movie and wrote a script about it. Or skit about it. <laughs> that's a, that was really old Robot Chicken. That was too. literally fucking first season. Dude. Mm-hmm. Probably like a couple first episodes Robot Chicken. I went on a sleepaway camp fucking watch party after I saw the first one and I was not disappointed. Even the even the the you know other ones are they're not great but they're fun watches. I do love the first. I love all three of them. 2 and 3 movies. go together more to get more together, right? Yeah. yeah, because it's a different actress playing Angela. She's uh, a character at that point, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen's sister. Yeah. No shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so look forward to that, everybody. Sleepaway Camp next week. That'll be fucking fun. I got nothing nerdy today. Same. And we're already over two hours anyways. Yeah, yeah I'll save mine nothing. for next. It's nothing big anyway. Fuck yeah, dude. All right, boys, we're going to wrap this shit up. Bob, you want to start us off? This is your Killing Machine Bobby Moan saying, see you next week at Sleepaway Camp. Make sure you bring your supplies. This is your host with the ghost, the prince of the paranormal, the duke of the dead, the dean of the deceased, the sinister minister, the ghost daddy, the all-content entertainment heavyweight champion, Lord Scubacabra, saying, let's go to camp, bitch. (laughs) This this is your dark lord of knowledge, your chat daddy, with far less adjectives than Scuba Steve saying, come back next week, bitches. And this is your fluff master supreme, Big Johnny D, saying thank you once again, Gorehounds, for enjoying and joining in for another awesome episode. It was 1982's The Entity next week. Once again, join us for camp. And remember, last but not least, stay fresh, cheese bags. Slip away camp, dick. Ghost penis. Ghost penis.